Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Freshly Awoken podcast number three. I've got with me, of Hello. course, uh, Mr. Work TV, and hey, uh, everyone. joined by two special guests today. We've got Vibe Woo. down the bottom there. What's and going on? Louis, should we say Louis or Lewis? Lewis. Lewis. And we got Lewis over there. Guys, would you like to introduce yourselves? You go first. Go, Vibe, go. Uh, well, my name is Vibe. Yeah, that's right. Four eyes, if you wanted to remember that. Um, I really enjoy just listening to really interesting conversations, whether it's something to do with my own journey or listening to people's different perspective that I can learn from. Um, my main uh, streaming like platform is around music, guitar, singing, like having fun with people. I really enjoy making someone's day more interesting or uh give them something to you know take a break from their boring life so i'm all about like being silly having fun but also having real genuine uh, like heart heart conversations with people mm. and uh yeah nice nice, nice. um hi guys i'm lewis or louie i'm the graphic designer for twitch brisbane and i'm also the content manager for paradox gaming australia which is another gaming org um i'm more behind the scenes so i stream as much as i can but i usually do um like banners and stream overlays for people so you might see some of my work around um but that's just what i like doing just making sure people have a professional feel when they're starting out just make sure that they've got everything they need to become good streamers very nice very nice nice i i do have actually a question was the was the was the four eyes is it four eyes yeah Yeah, sorry it wigs out out my eyes (laughs) (laughs) um was it just you couldn't get vibe no, nah, you know, four eyes. Ah, uh, wait, did you just say that? <laughs> yeah. No, nah, it was just literally. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the best reason I have to have it. So that's what I figured. You nah. just go with it. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah just, me too. I just feel like me you too. know, people always ask why I have it, so it's a to- it's a topic of conversation. So that's yeah, good. It works. Nice. Although until Works. you get to making a YouTube channel and apparently it's too many similar characters <laughs> yeah. for a YouTube channel. How dumb is that? What? Anyone really? Know that was a thing? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. stupid. Uh, I can't yeah. change my oh, name. Wait, so wait, you can't change your name. What is it now? Just vibe with one eye. Oh, that's rough. It's so yeah. So, so I got, I'm two people, you know. Yeah. I feel for you. That's so, awesome. Woke, would you like to introduce our premiere feature of the stream? Oh, yeah. I mean, this is what you're all here for, really. Yeah. So, um, uh, wait, be it. Wait. Oh, no. We've done it again. We, <laughs> you just what do are we you calling do it? it now? You go. It's beer review, of course. It's got to be a beer review. Beer review. <laughs> Wait. I got someone not to do that. Yeah, I, I know. Say no, that, okay. Like beer review. Oh, gosh. Smooth Explosions in the distance. I'm on top of my memes, guys. All right. So mm-hmm. I, know, I know it all. So, uh, yeah. Everybody grab your beer or... Uh, some of us don't have beer, but grab your beverage. <laughs> and, uh, communal crack. Communal crack. Cheers, boys. Right. Cheers. Yes. Oh, whoa, on the mic. On the mic. Yes, on the mic. On the keys. No. And now. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Cheers, everybody. Mm. Cheers, bro. Cheers. Invisible, invisible beer. Mm. So, what are you? What are you guys drinking? So, Woke, do you want to go first? Yeah, yeah, I'll go first. I'll go first. So, um, obviously, we'll just take it in turns. Introduce our beer. So, uh. I've got a, a Cheeky Monkey Brewery, West Coast IPA. I know my, my screen is giving off a bit of light, but hopefully you guys can all see that. Uh, so Cheeky, Cheeky Monkey is a brewery down south in Margaret River. Um, West Coast IPA, I, to be honest, I've never had one before. 
I've had quite a few IPAs, but never a West Coast one. But on the and I I actually don't know much about it. What makes it a West Coast uh, IPA rather than just an IPA or an American IPA? Um, but it says an American style West Coast Indian Pale Ale with bold hop presence and easy drinkability. But yeah, it just kind of caught my eye. I when I was at the bottle looking for something to drink, there was he- I saw like heaps of West Coast IPAs for some reason, and I've never seen it before. So yeah, I thought I'd jump on it. Very interesting. Nice. Very yeah. well mm. um, Vibe is uh, the second beer drinker. Let's go Vibe. Yeah. Well, I'm a big fan of Coronas. They are, in my opinion, the best beverage you can drink on a Friday night. So I went for the Mexican theme and got a, I'm not sure if this is how you pronounce it. Someone was already racing me on my stream for the mispronunciation <laughs> today. Uh-huh. So He's going to do it again. Um, it's it's called a Sol and it's uh, right. oh, yeah. Cer- Cerveza. I'm oh, yeah, that's sure good. Well done, well done. Yeah, yeah. Sol Cerveza. Hey, you, do you want to say it the way you uh, said it before on stream? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Curveza. <laughs> Mexican Perfect. So, second time's a charm. So yeah, it's uh, yeah. I'm hopefully gonna enjoy it because I love Coronas. Very nice. 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 Well, I'm not the most prepared person in the world, but luckily, roommate of mine had on hand some Black Douglas Scotch whiskey blend with cola, and that is what I'll be drinking tonight. Hey. Against my will. Alcohol review. <laughs> Nice. Oh, it is, yeah. Yeah. What, did I, what did I say? Man, beer review. I screwed it up. Screwed it up early. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> right. It is. It's it's bearable. And I've got the uh, Sierra Nevada Hazy Little Thing IPA. Good so far. We'll okay. we'll drink these over the course of the night, and we'll get back to you at the end with our rating for them, ladies and gentlemen. I said it before. Did you do a hazy beer last last week? No, I didn't do a hazy beer. I did an IPA. So. Okay. Cool. Sweet. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, cool. I guess uh, we move on to our topic of the day, which hopefully is what you're actually all here for, um, even though the beer is a, a lovely <laughs> side benefit, let's call it, uh, which is spirituality or to be a little bit more direct, spirituality uh, versus materialism. So, uh, Fresh, do you want to take us through that? Yeah, so um, like 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 what I said, spirituality versus materialism. Um, and I thought I'd start off by just posing a question so we can have like a little bit of a springboard to to talk about. So, um, the first question: Are we merely consuming and transacting with this world, this material plane that we live in, without really thinking about how we could uh, transform our own destiny and and kind of um, get involved in the things that are unseen in the world? Um, where do we find purpose? How much of the unknown can we tap into? What are your thoughts on these things, guys? I mean, that was kind of a few questions, but um, <laughs> any any thoughts? Well, I guess I'll share some of my thoughts around it, specifically with spirituality, because I'm very fascinated by it. I'm very interested to hear uh, both of your thoughts as well. But spirituality to me uh, has been something that I never really had in my life as a younger person. And I always felt like I I wasn't really open to that kind of stuff for whatever reason. And mm-hmm. I think I was missing out on a lot in my life at that time. And uh, the universe has a way of kind of putting you in the right direction sometimes. And I managed, I got really sick when I was young and it forced me to re kind of think my whole life. And um, I really delved into the spiritual side of life in terms of uh, my own healing journey from my, from my sickness and, um, I, I really delved into things like meditation and uh, really 
developed a, just a really big perspective on life and it gave me a lot of joy and happiness back that I was always sort of craving and just a lot more trust in in everything around me and like meeting friends and that kind of thing. So mm. that's how I feel about spirituality. I, yeah, that's cool. um, I, uh, I, had i think me and fresh had similar um kind of upbringings we both grew up in like a church environment and a church circle so i am kind of the opposite i like spent pretty much my entire life growing up immersed in a very spiritual um like set of circumstances with my family um obviously believing in god and and leading a christian life and and everything that comes with that um, but then also like who I was involved with in life, like all of my friends were like a part of a church and it was a church community and um, everything that I did had something to do with the church. Usually it was very rare that there was, I was doing stuff that didn't have something to do with the church and interacting with people that didn't have to do with the church um, until I started getting a, like into my like mid teens, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, and uh, so I think that that, I think, Personally, in hindsight, I, I I think that it was a good thing, which I guess I'll broaden on a little bit later. But um, I did find that it was smothering in some way. Hmm. And I guess mm. that is where my kind of point of view comes into it, where it's like you need a balance of both like a bit of materialism and a bit of spirituality. And mm. if you go too much one way or too much the other, it can be very bad for you. Um, yeah. Uh, that's kind of like, that's kind of where I stand on the, on the topic. So yeah. see, yeah. I'm like, I was the opposite. So when I grew up, my family didn't, we weren't very uh, like religious. We had our own beliefs. Like we all, you know, kind of had our own thing. I wasn't baptized. I wasn't like done. I wasn't, um, you know, like brought up in that kind of uh, kind of community where there's a church close by or anything like that. All my friends, you know, we're all, didn't go to Sunday on uh, church on Sundays and stuff like that. But then I went to like a lot of religious schools. So all the schools I went to um, in Brisbane uh, were all like Catholic schools. So we had to stand up and say prayer every day and blah, blah, blah. And then um, the last school that I graduated from uh, was a college that was paramount to, you know, understanding um, a religious kind of like, I don't know, viewpoint as well. So I had to do a whole bunch of, um, courses at school about religion. I've got my cert three in Christian ministry and theology, even mm -hmm. though I don't actually, yeah, like yeah. I've just done all these things because the school has laid out this pathway that everyone is, you know, supposed to follow, but my beliefs don't correlate, uh, correlate to that as much. So I've just kind of done my whole thing, but as work said, finding the balance, I think I have found that balance because I have been through all these, you know, different kind of scenarios with being in a religious society or community um that i found the balance between respecting it and also keeping my own beliefs mine. Mm. so that's where i kind of stand yeah cool uh what about you fresh did you have like you've had a pretty similar experience to me or like uh yeah 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 um and i always um kind of um because spirituality i guess if i break it down to the word spirit i always thought it meant a little bit more like um if someone had like a strong spirit it wasn't necessarily a religious thing um so yeah. more of like mm. a um it's interesting yeah just a just a part of their soul that was like um the part that you that you can't really quantify maybe and um and why is that important for our lives is kind of what i wanted to that tonight 
That, that's interesting because like I growing up obviously in church I kind of like went the other route where obviously when you're talking about God there's like the Trinity which is like oh yeah um, yeah yeah the Father so, the Son and the Holy Spirit and yeah. I always like the Spirit was always like basically God to me you yeah, know yeah. Mm-hmm. um when someone oh, yeah. said Spirit or whatever yeah I mean, so I'm saying I'm saying that I kind of from a perspective now I guess when I was younger yeah oh, okay cool yeah yeah okay yeah that's I think cool. it would be very cool. similar when I was younger. Yeah, yeah, I was going to um, say uh, around your both of your experiences growing up religious, mm. it's very it's it's very interesting to me because I had no real religious uh, impact on my age up to the well, even till now I've had not really any religious experiences. Mm. How did that make you guys feel I- interacting with people that didn't have the same, oh, yeah. you know, experience growing up? And was it difficult at times trying to relate to them and you relate and them relating back to you kind of thing? uh with spirituality or even your own morals and that kind of thing mm. yeah um def 100 i like i growing up didn't have a lot of non-christian friends just because of how there was always some sort of barrier like it was mm. always like things that my parents and my family our morals and our standards wouldn't allow m- me to be able to do things with my like i guess non like secular friends you know what i mean so that yeah that definitely affected me and and definitely led to me feeling a semi smothered by i guess the church and um yeah my spiritual journey um in Mm. that regard when i was um definitely young young years but then um growing up through high school and then out of high school actually always i always used to joke with my friends because i'd feel more comfortable when i met someone and they say they were a Christian, I'd be like, oh crap, they're going to be crazy. Whereas I'd feel like <laughs> way more comfortable like peeping, meeting people who weren't and who weren't Christians. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, okay. But um, I'd, 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 I guess I had a different experience. Yeah, I've had those people as well. Like you go like at school, like because I'm the youngest out of these guys at the moment. I'm only 21. So fresh out of school, I don't know, 2015 mm. is when I graduated. Like you used to so fresh there. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, quick plug. Copyright. Copyright. Yeah, quick plug. <laughs> um, but that was something that like, like that was the jurisdiction between having a friend sometimes and like kind of avoiding that person is because you knew that they were religious at some point. Mm. So you kind of were like, mm. you wouldn't be, I don't know, it wouldn't be as friendly, but you wouldn't connect with them as quickly as you would if you could kind of bond over not believing in God. So like mm. that was something that um, kids, I don't know, back when I was, you know, back in 20, 2012 or 2011, back when it was like prime to like, oh, are you religious? Like, oh, like, get out of here kind of thing well not like that to, to that extent but like mm. you're your friend you're like you're scared like you said like oh these guys are going to be like just put jesus on me and that's it but yeah. it's merely the opposite nowadays it's just like oh like you're religious yep like ah, okay you just yeah, can't exactly. to move on. yeah exactly there's no it's just universal nowadays just to like care like there's no mm. real like reason not to care mm. yeah definitely how did that's, um, um been a cultural shift from like uh um the the church and the state kind of being like really um intertwined when we were younger right and um and like in in terms of western society the church and the state were always like um really close and then that's been a slow gradual like shift apart and um maybe that was that can maybe lead into another topic that or another question where um the church the church doesn't or the this the government shouldn't really the how, I, how should I phrase this? <laughs> the government shouldn't really um, prescribe morals so much um, 
and I don't know if they do, they maybe a little bit, they kind of deal a lot more with the material, whereas um, the church and religion is a bit more dealing with the spiritual side of things. Um, so, so that think, poses. I think you still, sorry, I think you still see it today. I think that the oh, yeah. government and like you, you specifically see like specific, um, like, like the prime, like Tony Abbott talking about his faith and being like, um, oh yeah, what's wait, hold on, like and being and being like, oh, like I don't believe in this, and I'm not going to support this bill because of my faith. And then you're like, well, you're supposed to kind of take that out of that because you're um because you're trying to run the country and you're yeah you're governing for you're, not, you're governing yeah, you're for everyone governing in australia for you're not yeah, exactly yeah. <laughs> but then but then it's also difficult because like he is his own person and has his own beliefs and exactly, and should he yeah. should he vote or do stuff against his own beliefs i don't know that's it's mm. very weird mm. it's a it's a hard topic that's a hard one i, I oh, think that's... around the politicians and the government having morals um, it's very hard for for them to have morals because if they're not reflecting the community's morals, then it's irrelevant what, what morals they have. Like they could have the worst morals possible, but they can inflict them just because they believe them. That doesn't make it fair. You need to have a consensus on morals, surely what's fair and what's unfair. And if it's just one person deciding against the will of the people, I think it's the one of the most dangerous things you can have. Mm. No, yeah, hundred percent. But like it, but it's so hard to do that though. Like it's, it's yeah. impossible to have, like um, a person, one person that leads for many, that everybody, because what we what we basically do is we give over our voting right and our power to one person when we vote someone in to like mm. lead us. And man, for that person to like know the majority and know the yeah. way it all swings and like not apply his personal bias, I think that would be extremely difficult to do. Mm. if you saw something that was like way left field to you and you were the person to actually like change that like that wouldn't that for me if i was at that point i would like have a say in stopping something that just totally like went against what i believed in mm. yeah mm. i think that's where the the having the power in a in one hand versus having the power spread more evenly puts the pressure off you know, one person making every decision for every person in the country is quite a lot to take on. I don't think it's really getting the best out of everyone if you just have one person in charge. And mm. it's, you know, spreading the weight across men and women and different cultures and different um, diversities gives a real like sense of what's fair for everyone, I think, as well. Mm. Yeah. 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 What do you think um, we get that sense of what's fair and what um and what the right thing to do is? What do you guys think? That's something I always think about. Well, I'm going to say from. it starts with like, your upbringing, I guess it starts with what you were taught and how you lived your life up until that point, like who you learned from, who you learned your manners from, what you watched, what you saw, what you were subjected to when you were younger. Hmm. Like I reckon that that's what kind of like molds you into who or how you would like choose a like decide a decision. Hmm. Well, that's where I kind of like I I I agree with you. But that's where I kind of start leaning down the path of, and, and this is something that I firmly believe that growing up in that church environment, even though it probably stifled me in some ways and, and maybe wasn't perfect across the board, it actually set me up to have some incredible morals and incredible standards for how I treat other people and how I interact with the world Yeah, that I don't see reflected in a lot of people that I know that didn't grow up the way that I grew up. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, I can see that. I can see that. Like, if something like if you've you know if you've seen how other people and you want to change that, like you can certainly like. There's no stopping. Like your upbringing can be a hundred percent bad, but then you decide, mm. oh, I don't want it to be bad anymore. So you change, and then now your all your goals are the right way. Like that yeah. can totally happen. Yeah, I can understand that. Um, but like I would almost like, and I've I've said this to people before. Like if I if I even though right like currently I'm not like attending a church and I'm not like practicing really like my spirituality in that way. Mm. I think, and I've said this to multiple of my friends and stuff like that, that if I had a kid or something like that, I would want them to grow up in a Christian environment mm. and That's right. yeah. rather than not have that at all. And that connection to that like spiritual connection that it it like yeah it's it's so hard there's so many thoughts and feelings around it that it's so mm. hard to like mm. put what you actually benefit into words and that was mm. what i kind of struggled with all week is like putting my experience into like words yeah mm. see that would be the same with me like i would want my kid to be somewhere like kind of in the gist of everything like not be like secluded totally no religious like um inspiration at all just like totally like going to like some school that didn't have anything to offer um i'd want them to probably go to the same school that i went to because that was how i learned and how about how everything kind of worked the mm. way that it does and i'd let them just go hey this is a really good opportunity for you to figure out if you want to continue blah 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 I reckon that would be the exact same way that I do it. I'd just like let them choose in that environment first, just to let them know that like, that's what's on offer. What yeah. was, what, sorry, what, what kind of environment did your school foster for like, was there, was there a lot of different things presented, would you say? Um, no, well, it was obviously mainly Christian. Yeah. It was trying to propose because it was a Christian school. We had a father as our, like, we didn't have like a principal. Mm -hmm. We had like an actual like father. So we wow, had like a, oh, wow. a priest dude. Yeah. So he lived <laughs> yeah, on he premise. Said, he said Catholic wow. school, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. You know, he lived on the premises, didn't move, walked around in a white robe. Like he yeah. was, that was like how he ran things. And yeah. the, the father, the pretty <laughs> much. And he like drew to like how things were. And then um, wow, he actually went off because he went off. Um, so he got um, an a successor and then he became the Archbishop Archbishop of Brisbane. Wow. Oh, wow. You're yeah, the, you're so, the big father. Yeah. So he just went off, but um, that was what was taught like that okay. kind of religion. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I, I went to obviously a couple of Christian schools as well growing up and my school that I went to when I was in Sydney um, had, it also had like studies of religion course and all that kind of stuff, but it also provided like a little bit, like it had, um, we, we studied Judaism as well as um, like a few other religions just to give, not just to, I think what they were trying to do was what you're kind of talking about. They were trying to give perspective. They were trying to give knowledge, which is kind of like what a school is there for, you know? And, um, and I think that that's kind of like my point and really what I kept on coming back to this week when I was like thinking about all of this is that it's that mix of that mix of spirituality with all of the rest of the stuff in the world that like makes you who makes you the best person that you can be. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. And I know it's like, it's kind of like to dumb it down. It's like the more that you take in, the more that you diversify you, the information you get and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. 
yeah. well, that's, better, yeah. the better off you turn out. You know, exactly, I, know yeah. I know it's a very easy thing to agree to, but yeah, I just kept coming back to that all week when I was thinking about this. Yeah, well, look, that's I would believe that one hundred percent. It's really interesting because um, having I've never really heard much of uh, anyone's experience with religion or you know the connection. Really interesting hearing you, uh, both all of your connection to, uh, I guess your your belief in your morals and your uh, you, you know your experience not getting what you need in society in generally speaking. If you hadn't had that experience when you were younger having someone just just explain to you there is something more than yourself you know you've actually got a purpose to give mm. um i think that's very important in people's lives and i think it is missing hugely in the western societies like having traveled myself a lot to a lot of asia asian countries mm. they just have this um in a joy that i don't think western countries have have, have managed to to work out because they're just not set up that way you know they don't have these really tight-knit communities where everyone's looking after each other and everyone's praying together and mm. they have this belief that they're not the only thing in this world there's actually other people out there and they deserve as much help as as you do mm. and i think that's not taught in, in general society as much as it should be mm. do you think it's, it's probably you... um maybe yeah. part of our like um the way our our system is set up like um yeah. where you, you it's it's a, a whole lot of opportunity but if you don't make it you know everyone's got the opportunity to be the prime minister but if you're not getting there there's some like level of blame and well there's just like mm. this um there's also a lower class because of that i guess and people are kind of all just like stepping on top of each other to get, get up and up the, the ladder mm. so to speak um yeah so maybe um do you think that the government or the, the way that the um the way that society is prescribes that a lot Society. Uh, yeah i think i definitely think so i think that the way that we have set up you know quite like capitalism and and how the way our governments work and how they have to be separate from like church and state was like they have to be separate and all that kind of stuff i think it definitely it removes the spirituality from our governance and our our mm. nation even though i definitely agree that it shouldn't be one specific religion which like is that's that's just such a terrible idea to be like we yeah. are a christian nation mm. but like the idea of spirituality i think and believing in something greater than yourself whether that that doesn't necessarily have to be like a god it can be just a connection to the community around you and to living beings you know you obviously have spirituality can mean so many things to different people it can mean i don't know life spirits in rocks and stuff like that but like that that belief that there's something greater and something that you can connect to and it's important to connect to that and connections are important and not mm. just living for obviously the flip side of that materialism and and not just living the here and now and doing things mm. i think is definitely something that's kind of lost in the way that our government is set up and our, our nations are set up over in the West. Mm. And I, I, was, I was going to say that on uh, your topic around materialism and, you know, getting as many things as you desire and then getting to the end of it and sort of just feeling like you've got nothing really of any value. You've just got this weird short-term joy, little signal mm. going off in your brain. And I, I personally don't think that government can ever provide the the vessel for spirituality mm. because it's just it's just not not it's not designed that way and it never will be because yeah, it's not universal like it's mm. just not and even in the countries where the where religion is really really high like in the muslim countries and those kinds of things that the government's not teaching them the values like i don't think 
mm. that I think I think the government can play a role in educating and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe they do need some part in bringing at least some of it to the attention. But I just don't think you want your spiritual leaders to be the people in parliament. To me, yeah. Okay. Well, no. 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 Yeah. I, I don't think that's really what I was getting at. I was I was more just trying to say that there's that there's an absence of that spirituality in the way that in the way that our countries are set up, and it instead of it being really good because it means like oh well like it means that if you don't particularly subscribe to this one type of spirituality which was like the reason for it what it's done is it's made everybody focus on this completely other way to live mm. which is mm. like capitalism which is yeah, yeah. i need wealth i need money yeah. i need mm. money to enjoy my life i need That's money to true. survive mm. and and I think that, that 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 was what I was trying to get. I was trying to yeah. get at, I think yeah. that that might be the bad thing. And I, I to be honest, I don't know how to fix it. Mm. <laughs> I'm not here with like dancers, but like- but Do, do yeah. you think a part of it is the fact that um, a lot of the culture that's being brought, for, I'm just talking from Australia point of view, there isn't mm. a lot of different, I mean, and our native indigenous society, you know, we don't get to share a lot of that culture because we shine it away. And I think that's, Imagine if that was a part of our lives more. It's so interesting learning about how they lived for thousands of years with their different spiritual beliefs. Like I'm mm. very in- interested in that. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Mm. I'd just love to, you know, if, I, I wish it was a part of society more because I think it just, I really think they have a connection to, to each other that we don't have. Mm-hmm. And I think that comes from that spiritual truths that you get told as a child or, you know, think believing in something that makes you feel like you actually have, a real connection to 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 live the reason to live is to feel you know amazing is to feel like hopeful and full of joy and you know it's not suffering you're not just meant to suffer for your whole life and just grind away until you get to the top of the pyramid it's you're supposed to appreciate and be mindful of every moment in the day because it's bloody amazing mm, yeah 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 man That's i agree good. with you 100 and and especially especially around i mean it hits home for me just because i mean probably all of us just because we are australian all of us mm. and like <laughs> Um, or white Australian as well. <laughs> yeah, white, yeah. white Australian. You know, I, I definitely think that that's the biggest thing that I'm getting out of like um, a lot of Aboriginal issues coming to the forefront these days is that I I feel that void. I feel mm-hmm. that absence of their presence in my life, you know, and and I want that to be more. But I think that what you're speaking to a bigger thing and I, I think that it, it'll be really good to focus on like aboriginal spirituality and how that is yeah. a part of every australian yeah. but also like we were saying diversity matters and yeah. not just saying look no church and state government won't have anything to do with like spirituality at all maybe they could say actually we are going to legislate that there needs to be some curriculum around different spirituality cultures and learning about it because the one one thing that connects like every single different type of spirituality you know whether it be a christian or muslim or 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 spiritual rocks is that they're all about connection and they're all about people Mm. and healing and life and love you know what i mean Mm, definitely something to say that hey like we're not saying that you have to believe one of these things but we're at least going to teach you about everything or try our best to include everything in your learning so you have as many perspectives as possible. Um, mm. I think that's definitely a good thing for the government mm. to be doing. And that goes back to what you said about getting as many inputs as possible, like so you can decide with your whole heart and because you've known like how things go, like you've like learnt so much that you can make a more structural decision 
Mm. Like like you said before, I reckon that's like that would be a good idea. And there's yeah. so much to gain from every part of every part of society, every part of life. Like there's not one greater thing than another, unless it's you know unless it's overly negative. But if it if it benefits us, I think we should take ideas from every culture and race. And I'm sounding like I'm writing a song, but <laughs> I just think I think that would I think that would genuinely make Australia, you know, a more of an optimistic place. I, I'm not saying it's a negative, but just in terms of giving you something really to live for, other than just your job, mm. you know. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah, which is yeah, and I I love what you said before, Vi, that how what we're what we're really here for is to live, you know, mm-hmm. and like to enjoy that life. Like we're not here to suffer, and that's um that's something that I think that is so true. And I I see people when I see people that are like suffering through their life or they like hate what they're doing and whatnot like that. I'm like, why? Why are you doing that? Oh man, mm-hmm. it just bugs me so much. And you hear those stories about people that like say that like, oh, you know, I was homeless and, you know, I lost yeah. my job and all that kind of thing. And the one thing they found solace in was religion. Like that is something that can can bring people back from feeling that the way they are is that like they found Jesus and they can actually, you know, feel like they've got something, someone behind them, even when they've got nothing. So that means that just gives a standing to spirituality saying like, hey, it's not just, you know, what people believe in it's actually something there that actually helps people through times mm. mm-hmm. yeah. yeah um do you guys think that like w- what what are the good parts of materialism that you guys can see because like i know that like i've said that a healthy balance mm. i i think that yeah, a healthy I, balance of both I, is important i think uh i think one of the best things about it is how it spreads it it does gather wealth for a country like it takes countries who are in poverty into a first world country. And that's why capitalism has worked so well in so many countries, but it has, you know, a tipping point where it starts to become, you know, unachievable to do more than a hundred years because you're chewing up every bloody resource in the country yeah. and there's nothing left. I mean, you can only do that for so long. And sometimes you don't have a choice if you if your population starving or you're in war times, but there's no reason anymore to stick to that way of thinking. I mean, we're smarter now. We, we should know how to do things more fair you know, to not give the, the top end of town every break that they deserve and start lifting the bottom of the country up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think um, I think that's a big problem that we still face every single day. Definitely. Yep. Um, yeah, what was, it, well, sorry, what was your initial question, Luke? Was it? I was just saying, like, um, what parts of materialism, because it's, like, it's very easy for people oh, to be like, oh, spirituality yeah, yeah, versus... Yeah. But like what parts of materialism are like actually bad? Yeah, yeah. I guess um, like you see, well, it's, it's, it's really good to be able to lift people out of a destitute situation that they're in, particularly in those um, developing countries where they're really, really struggling to be able to, they're, they're probably, I mean, you see an abundance of spirituality in those cultures with very low materialism. So um, to be able to help them out of those situations, because we know that if people are starving, that's not enough you know they're not doing well enough but there's definitely a like a a point i'm pretty sure there's lots of studies that go into if you there's a person earning i remember watched something and it was like if the person's earning like five thousand dollars a year they're not going to be very happy or very fulfilled if they're earning fifty thousand dollars a year they're going to be pretty happy but then if they're earning 50 million the difference is like not very yeah. big yeah mm. yeah um I, have you heard that there's like a stat going around where it's like um it's like the like poverty, the level of like people around the in, across the entire globe that are in poverty. It's like we're we're cl- we're slowly clawing it back. Mm, so it's yeah. like 
what yep. considered poverty you know what i mean yeah yeah and is it i know you you kind of threw out a number there vibe and i, I i'm sure you were just like kind of throwing out numbers that like oh like 100 years of capitalism or whatever mm. but like when we are seeing that growth around especially the economy and and seeing us bringing these people out of poverty and it and it's continual like it's still going it's still going like how is it how can we stop that how can we say that 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 is a bad thing that we're continually progressing and bringing people out of poverty or are you saying that once it stops doing that then it becomes a bad thing no what i'm saying is that um until before capitalism existed mm. they didn't have anything half as good as capitalism then when capitalism came out people started using it in terms of and i think we've advanced as a society way beyond the the i mean capitalism has done what it's done for many countries but it's, it's been at a big cost it doesn't come with you know mm. without any negatives it comes with a huge cost to the resources on the planet that we're going through every single day, you know, the pollution okay. that we, that the lack of moral and care for our genuine living uh, space, you know, that, that has limits. You can't just do that forever and bring people out of poverty and kill the planet at the same time. Mm. Like, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? I, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. Balance there. I think the, um, you call them the Nordic countries. Is that the, those yeah, ones, the like, Nordic countries. Nordic yeah. Countries. They're, they're, they're on top they're of that on. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, they, like they, they had obviously an abundance of wealth at a point and then they've, I think the term social democracy where they, they put an emphasis on um, welfare and education and things like that, so mm. that people who are in that lower kind of portion are able to then come into the um, mm. the working class and able to generate back into that cap capitalism because they still are kind of still are capitalist. They're, they're a social democracy, so they still have those systems in place that generate wealth for the economy, but they have also systems that help the people who are really low down. So you got to wonder where you hit that point. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's a, yeah, and I think if, when when we figure that out, that'll be the <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's Don't that's the know. real that's the, <laughs> the that's way cool. fifty dollar question. When yeah, when do we figure that one out? Instantly, I, instantly I go into capitalism mode, and I'm like, yeah, I'll put my money. On. I'm like, <laughs> uh, it's all in. I have, I have a question for everyone here. Yeah. So, yeah, in terms of your own lives, have you had many? Well, like, what what do you define as a spiritual experience, and have you experienced one? How many times have you experienced it? What did it feel like? What What did you remember about the experience? Hmm. Okay. I um I haven't felt anything spiritual in my lifetime, but yet I'm not looking at something like that in that sort of sort of way. So maybe something has happened, but I've thought of it the way that I would like something else. So I I'd play it off. I wouldn't think like, oh, you know, um. I can't think of any examples, but like yeah. I myself have not said, oh, that's a spiritual like mm. feeling for me. Like, I guess like I'm not looking at things with trying to find a meaning behind it. I'm like, oh, that happened. Like yeah. that's all that's going to happen, I guess. But that, you know, that's just my, my own opinion about it. Like I've just never felt that something's happened spiritually for me. Yeah. I um like a growing up in church it's it's hard because uh, like looking back and like with the perspective that I have on life now, it's very easy for me to dismiss the experiences that I had when I was younger as um, as emotional fancy or as um, as like uh, or as like things that I've experienced since then. I I like can. I'm more readily put down to my like human, like 
human attributes, you know, like, like, like a conscience or like, oh yeah, like I reached that inside my mind of my own doing. But when I was younger and when I was not like indoctrinated, but like when I was in the Christ in the church and, and believing that there was a God and, and that he could talk to you and that he would help you through things. And, and that, um, there was like a conversation and, and a bond between you back then I would tell people that a hundred percent that I had experienced a spiritual connection with something, you know, <clears throat> but since then I don't like, and, and sometimes to be honest, sometimes this makes me like ridiculously sad and, and it's a source of, I don't know, never ending frustration for me that I can't figure it out. That is, is what I'm experiencing now actually the same thing and and is it a spiritual being or am i just putting it down to my own thought processes now and it's not and it's actually my thought processes and i run around in circles my, yeah my thought process runs around in circles forever. do you reckon that's because you're not as heavily like surrounded by the people you were back when you were younger so they were kind of fortifying that idea well, I get, yes. And that's what I say is like, it's very hard. It's very easy for me to dismiss the, my experiences when I was younger and these days they like, oh, like it was a very, like, yes, the emotion was built up. You know, it was always mm. like, there was always very, it was always around emotional times and it was always around like different things that were happening that were like pretty heavy impact things that these experiences happened. But I don't know why that discounts them as spiritual I guess, encounters, if mm. I felt like they were spiritual encounters, like, and, and I, at the time I 100% believed that they were. Mm. And yeah. And I, I, it's very easy put, to put it down to that, but just because I'm like, I, my thought processes has changed and I am, I think in a different way now and I have more life experiences. D d that doesn't necessarily mean that it wasn't a, a spiritual experience mm. you know maybe maybe i've talked myself out of believing that it was a spiritual experience you know just overthinking like, how would i ever know yeah 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 and that's, that's man, seriously i run around in circles with this shit all day yeah <laughs> it's it, it man it drives me insane yeah then there's one thing that i feel is very common in both of you both of what you're talking about in the in that often overthinking overrides any sense of feeling you have and that breaks the whole experience into just a normal logical experience. Oh, well, you know, just rain in today. I got struck mm. by lightning. You know, I, I think that spirit and spirituality and the experiences that come with them um, often are not describable by words. It's sort of just like a feeling you have that is so different from everything else in your life. And I mm. think we're so quick to write that off as just, you know, Oh, we don't understand that. So that's just, that's just something in your head, man. You just don't understand what you're doing. Yeah. Um, mm. And there, you know, the, the reason that societies have existed for thousands and thousands of years and had spirituality as a, as a cornerstone to their, to their way of living. I mean, they rely on these people for their logic and their instinct that other people couldn't give. And it kept them through, you know, tsunamis. And I mean, there's literally, there's a, there's a country near India and um, it was, it wiped out, a massive amount of people with a tsunami in India and somehow these really old 
uh, hunter-gatherer society survived without any casualties and they don't have any technology or, mm. you know, they don't have the ability to read uh, the weather pattern greater than anyone else, but somehow they can navigate that. So I think it, I still think we don't understand it fully and we kind of shun it a bit too much. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Do you reckon it's like also work like maybe it's like, kind of like um a like a scenario like you haven't been forced into a scenario where a spiritual like answer would be the answer like maybe you just haven't had a feeling mm. strong enough or you haven't had something happen to you that merits that spiritual kind of like answer like maybe you just have been living a life to a point where you know it's normal enough where nothing's really kind of like popped out of the ordinary or something like that yeah or like i as as you mature you become able to deal with these things on your own more exactly you, yeah you rely on the spirituality mm. side of things less just because you can cope mm, you know exactly and you don't need an, a connection yeah. or, or a, a high being or, or the belief in a high being to mm. settle yourself down and whatever i yeah i i I don't have the answer here. Once again, it's, it's well, even then, like saying I'm still trying to work through. Well, even that, like saying that, like the fact that you're, you've, you've gotten old and you've gotten the ability to understand and think, understand these things without there being, you know, like just chuck it under the spirituality carpet. Like yeah. that still just brings back belief that you are, there's no um, like difference. Like you can still have a spiritual um, like, you know, experience but you're just old enough now that you can finally understand what is actually spiritual. So when you're confused about was that a spiritual, it's just like, if it wasn't, maybe it wasn't a spiritual. And like, maybe you're actually like, that was just something that you overcome by yourself, regardless of it being spiritual or not. So it doesn't actually mean that you can not be confused, but like you have a better understanding of what is and isn't. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I, I do not know. Um, <laughs> it's like one of those things that I, I'll never get my, I feel like maybe one day I will. I'll let you know. Um, yeah. Vibe, you you were saying that you um, you didn't really grow up with any connection to like really spirituality or spiritual ideas or anything like that, but that you've come to get like an appreciation of it that hasn't translated into a, any kind of spiritual experiences. Experiences. Oh, I've I've had lots of spiritual experiences the last two 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 to three years, and I'm someone who grew up really. I'd describe myself as an atheist pretty much. I had no no belief at all in God and I mm. I, 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 I opted out of learning the um the, the Bible course studies at primary school. And this was no like my parents aren't anti religious by any means. They just they weren't religious, but I was just for some reason I was objected to the authority. I don't know why. And then uh, later in life I, I sort of was forced to rethink my life and uh in that way, it just opened me up to all these possibilities that I just closed my mind off to before. And it really held me mm -hmm. back as a person because I couldn't just converse with anyone, no matter their religious belief or, you know, whatever, whatever they believe in, you just can get along with anyone. If you just give, you know, just have an open mind, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and my, my spiritual experiences came from a lot of deep meditation that I've done. Mm -hmm. um, so with meditation, what it's allowed me to do is, the way I describe it is you're kind of born as a glass of what, like an empty glass of water. And that fills up when you're born. So you're just all clear, perfect energy, happy, glowing, bubbly child. And over, over the time things happen to you that you kind of put in that cup, like so some dirt starts forming on the bottom. And then all, all of a sudden, like your, your, your best friend's um, girlfriend cheated on him and then, or cheated on you or something. And then another trauma happens to your life. So you keep filling up this cup. Eventually all, all there is, is there's no longer this, this clear cup anymore. It's solid grit and mud that you can't function through. 
in emotionally, you've just buried up all these things on top of each other. Yeah. And meditation just clears one layer at a time yeah. until you've got that cup that just has just deep perspective and you just, you see things clearer. Like your, your awareness just, well, my awareness just changed a lot and I became a lot more accepting of my life and mm. um, feeling and just being more compassionate towards people, you know, really having empathy. I think empathy is a really like important thing to have in life. And mm. oh, the yeah. more you can practice and preach it, you know, the better <coughs> someone's life you can make. Maybe the most mm. important thing you can ever teach kids is empathy. Yeah. Mm. It's very interesting that you talk about meditation that way. I, cause um, yeah. I was going to say, I'm not a person who really um, is a, believer in supernatural things too much but definitely um when i when i <clears throat> when i think about like uh praying or or spiritual things that happen to me it's it's like a form of it's meditation so you sit down and or you mm -hmm. lie down in bed and you it's just like like you're saying these layers this removal of burdens as you're working through these things or or these things are being lifted from your mind and um and my spiritual experiences have been more when I get down to the bottom and then you've, and you have these, cause I was, I was seeing this on stream the other day. I don't know where, where do original thoughts really ever come from? Like, you know, we have so much stuff that's inside of us all the time and stuff that's mm -hmm. preached at us all the time that it's very hard to have your own original thoughts about things. So my most um, spiritual experiences, I guess I would say would be when I've had thoughts that are particularly original and, and I've been like, man, where did, like, where does that come from? I suppose you just say, think about it. That's right? fair enough. Yeah. Sounds like a bad, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, in saying what vibes like in continuing what vibes said about having that glass, like since I'm not religious and I've never mm -hmm. meditated, like I've gone to the the scouts and I've done like the the you know the leadership camps at school and stuff like that. And since it's being like more of a religious school, they've kind of gotten you to do those things. I never really had. I don't I know. I didn't pay attention as much. Or I didn't give it as much for uh, forethought. But now thinking about it like that, the way that if I could describe, you know my body being that glass is just my glass is just never ending like it's just a really tall glass and the fact that my like instead of there being a point where i have to meditate or something like that my glass just keeps getting more and more full mm. but it's just my glass never ends so there's no real reason for in my understanding for me to meditate or get rid of any of that because i know that it's just going to i can take it or i can you know just keep going because i know that it's never going to get to a point where i'm just gonna pop you know and that would be like my i don't my expression of that yeah right that's good i i once again the the idea of um the idea of meditating is something that i definitely uh prescribe to um most of my spiritual experiences that i would say that i would have had happened during some sort of or form of meditation i would say whether it's like just seclusion or shutting myself off from everything that distracts me and affects me and just being still and thinking and um yeah I, what would be one what would be an example that if you were willing to share of like as in like a spiritual like feeling that you've gotten from being in meditation um so obviously i mean growing up you have a myriad of problems you know you're mm. faced with you know, puberty and, and girls and bullying and school and, and like the, the temptations of like, um, drugs and partying and all that kind of stuff. Right. And, um, like most of my spirit, well, my spirit, my, mainly my spiritual experiences were around, around those things, around crisis about those things around me being in a terrible place because I wasn't allowed to do something or I wasn't, I didn't want to do something or I was being bullied or, or something like that. You know mm. what I mean? 
but I always found or like I found that I could and especially I mean maybe it was just facilitated by the church you know that I, I was taught to to go and pray about it you know that I was taught to um be to spend regular alone time with god um whatever with god means mm. you know um that mm. i removed myself from things like like if i was struggling i would go and i would seclude myself and i would and like it's weird because you, in my head i i would have a conversation but was i just like i i wasn't necessarily getting answers but like i was talking you know like yeah. what do you like what do you do when you go and see a therapist you know the therapist doesn't sit there and give you all the answers you know exactly you, yeah. you go there and you talk mm. you know you just talk and you talk and you talk and it's it's therapeutic mm. it's, it's therapeutic removing burdens voicing your thoughts yeah. and relieving your burdens and and i don't know maybe that's just what it was but like um like i could always go into those places and ask for a sense of calm I could always go into those places and ask for like a self, like uh, like self-realization or, or help figuring it out an issue or whatever. And, and it's so easy. And it was so easy at that young age to be like, well, when I asked for something, when I asked God for something, it happened, mm. you know, mm. like when I really desperately needed it, you know, and like, that's a big contention with the church is like, well, like if God's good, then why does this stuff happen? But like, he doesn't it, like, I understood at the time that like, he doesn't get himself involved in everything, mm. you know, yeah, like yeah. that it, that's just impractical for life, you know, and yeah. just leaving our own lives. But when I really desperately needed him growing up, I had the experience of being able to go to him and basically having prayers answered. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that was that like <coughs> without going probably more specific than that, which there's not really a great point to it because that was the bulk of my spiritual experiences where, where I was like blown away to the point of like being in very dark, very, very dark places and coming back from those very, very dark places and feeling this complete sense of like joyful abandon because of the fact that I was able to just, ask for it and it happened just talk about yeah. it yeah yeah and it like yeah super and it happened on multiple occasions you know this yeah. is is not a like a a thing that just happened once you know but then i now that i'm a bit older i look back and i go like well what was i just was my mind just fucking great <laughs> you know yeah <laughs> your mind was albert einstein in the future yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know I, yeah, and I, I and I still don't know to this day, you know, like, and it's yeah, weeks me. That, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, because I like I've never had an experience like that where I've had to like just, you know, think about you know if if something detrimental has happened to me, like a, a couple of things in my life, I can say that like it would be it would have been something that I would have wanted to pray about. Like it was mm. stuff that I like never want to relive. Blah blah blah. And there's stuff like that where I wish I probably had something like that because there was times where sitting alone by myself, just talking to someone about it would have been like just the perfect perfect escape for that. And like mm. potentially mm. having a result like you you had might have meant such a difference. So it's really interesting to like talk about. Can, yeah. can I share experience I had with spirituality? So just to make it 
so people understand how unique it is. And everyone, I think it's important just to know, everyone doesn't have to be into spirituality or um, necessarily need it in their life. Everyone's different. But yeah, no, um, my, my experience of spirituality um, comes from the, the meditation point of view in terms of as, as I would get break down a layer and get to a deeper layer, it was almost like I let the ghost out and I could feel how much pain and trauma I'd been carrying around, and I, I didn't, I didn't quite understand until I just sat it with it in silence for hours upon hours upon weeks upon weeks, that it you just get this. Uh, it's unbelievable the feeling you get inside yourself. It's like all these things open up that I yeah. didn't even know I had before, and um, it just made me feel so like I'd been carrying around like this hundred kilogram backpack on my back, and I didn't even realize until I started to actually give it silence and attention. Mm. Mm, definitely yeah. and it, i mean that that describes quite a lot of like a few of my experiences as well and it also describes a lot of experiences that i've heard people talk about in the church you know mm. what i mean so mm. whether or not that is specifically christ or, or god or if it's something that we're all inherently connected to or if it's just our own minds being smart i think it's like <laughs> one of those things that like we're weird we're never gonna like kind of <laughs> Like, I think that our minds are in, incapable of figuring that out. Yeah, personally. yeah. I mean, I was I think actually it... thinking today, I was playing, I was playing Fortnite. Um, and, uh, oh, oh, wow. Well, spiritually awoken. Spiritually <laughs> awoken. No, and I had a spiritual, no, but not really. But I was like, my dog came up and he was like, I was like um, patting him and I was like, my dog has no idea what Fortnite is, right? But Fortnite's still there. It's still a thing. So... Um, mm. there, there are things exactly. that we're like, we're completely limited yeah. by, we have, what do we have? Is it six? No, we have five senses our and, senses, um, yeah. and, and we like, we assume that our priority should be, um, around, um, I think that's why we, we prioritize the material in our, in our Western culture, at least is because our senses show us that these things are very important for us. Whereas there's, yeah. there's, you know, the, there's the spectrum of light and we can only see a minuscule part of it. I'm sure that that's pretty similar in, in terms of what our senses can see and what else is there. There's probably this whole other realm that we're not able to really tap into that we don't prioritize because we can't, we can't see and experience it. So yeah. um, our dominant social idea is that we need more and more stuff. So what you're saying is that um, spirituality is Fortnite and we are <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Spirituality I mean, is born. Having to a thousand V bucks is, is, yeah. spiritual, is spiritual, spiritual enrichment. Yeah. No, that's no, that's material vibe. Get out of here, man. Yeah. <laughs> vibe's not very good at Fortnite, guys. Just like you know. Nah, I'm really bad. I, I, if anyone wants to carry me, please give me your email address. <laughs> bad. I was, I'm desperate, desperate for wins. I was but... not being Sorry, you guys anymore. are doing it's solo wins. You guys are solo doing, wins. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. yeah someone carry him, please. Then, uh, then doesn't count for our our competition. <laughs> <laughs> the voids the thousand dollar donation you already owe me from me winning so far. <laughs> oh crap, I forgot to wear my hat. I didn't even think about it until now. Fly just oh, said no. that actually is real weird. That's the first time I'm not wearing I thought that was what you were doing. To I like, thought you were just chilling like, like off, oh, off yeah. brand. Like, you know, yeah, like fresh, you're not fresh, fresh by his life. You're freshly awoken at the moment. <laughs> Too late now. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. I'm not bald, um, guys. Oh, oh, I am. That's why I'm wearing a hat, guys. So. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm me. becoming bald. That's why I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah. Um. Nice. Yeah. So, not. Let's get. Uh. Let's change tack a little bit. So okay. I know we, we've well, not really changed in tack heaps, but we've been talking um a little bit about obviously my experiences and a couple of our experiences when we were younger compared to when we were adults. Mm. Um, so I noticed that Lewis, you put in something here that, um, about 
mental well-being and how it um how spirituality versus um uh, materialism can be important for our mental well-being and struggling as the do you want to do you want to go into what you were talking about there? Uh, yeah. So since I like I knew going into this that I was going to be one of the younger people, and so my understanding is going to be a little bit skewed from everyone else's because there's mm. like you know there's six to seven years difference between the closest people. Um, that my like upbringing was purely you know just agnostic not really like atheism but like we just didn't really have something to lay back on we didn't go to church we didn't do anything like that so all of my understanding of how i should be like how my emotions were in check and how stuff like that was brought up by my parents and how they taught me and then my understanding was all logical and i had to find an explanation for something like that so my mental wellness and then also tapping into materialism a little bit was just i needed things to make me happy so i wanted to um, instead of, you know, confronting, you know, going up to my like a spiritual, like, um, I don't know, emotion that I had like installed, like I just wanted to pray it out or something like that. I'd go and get a milkshake or I'd go mm-hmm. and just have a walk around. Like that would be like probably the difference um, that I was trying to say there is just like, since I had no spirituality or had no religion in my life, I was trying to find other ways to fix my mental health um, yeah. by obtaining things so tapping into materialism again Mm. just like having things made me happy because i didn't have a religion to Mm. i guess use my thoughts as as a conduit Mm. so that's what i was trying to say there so i didn't have like did you guys when you like obviously like having things makes you happy like it's a little bit self-explanatory sometimes like having a new computer is always going to make you happy but Mm. also if you could go without having that computer and just being happy because you knew that you know something else was going to come along later like that was yeah. something else that i couldn't I get around there's like a there's, a there's always a limit to um how happy you well even just generally how happy you can be because um it like it, you can only have so much stuff i guess so uh, material wise mm. and then even um and like when i tell um people near the end of school like what they want to look for when they're looking for a job and stuff it's something I think meaningful is probably a better word um, than happy because you you, you get um, with this, we're always looking for something that will make us happier and then we get there and then oh I gotta look for something that makes you happy but if you find something really meaningful it can give you like a, a big sense of fulfillment that, that mm. lasts you know that lasts forever. Yeah, I think I think there's a really good reason that you know a lot of scientific uh, studies have been done on why giving makes you feel so happy mm. and so at peace with the world because we're inherently designed to be a communal society we're not designed as predator hunters where we go off wandering by ourselves mm. we're meant to be in a pack together and um ideally you want that to be where you give to each other not just look mm. after yourself and, and race to the top to get the, the fanciest car that you that really mm. how long is that happiness going to last one month two months even six mm. months you're going to hit that point eventually if you're not giving back to something i, I think it's very hard to to feel real joy do you guys yeah. what do you guys think about that yeah well that's just something that's something that like since i'm living in a house with a whole bunch of um, other streamers and we all kind of know how things roll within the twitch community like the kind of 
um, you know, the unwritten rules and stuff like that of Twitch and mm. that kind of thing. We always joke around with like saying, oh, if we got like a million dollars, the first thing I would do would just be spend a whole bunch of money on donations <laughs> and making people feel happy because yeah. like watching yeah, all those cool. Mr. Beast videos and stuff like that, yeah, like that yeah. is always something we're drawing. It's like, if I yeah. got a bunch of money, my first thought isn't to go buy a house or is yeah. to go buy a plane. It's yeah. to give it to someone else that would make me. And that is like when Vibe said that, I was just like, I 100% agree. Mm. Like that feeling happy is when I'm doing something for someone else. I, I really don't like when people say, you know, you shouldn't do it because it makes you feel good. Well, why not? Like it's, you're not doing anything bad mm. by mm. making yourself feel good. You're helping someone to do something nice. I don't understand yeah, that logic yeah. at all. Yeah. I guess there is like, if you do get technical with it, there's like some boundaries that you need to keep. Like, yeah, of sure course. it's not yes. one person, make yeah. sure it's not a bad person. Mm. Like you have to try and yeah. fit within the, you know, your conscience, but like, making like having that thought as my forefront thought is like i understand understand yeah mm. yeah um yeah 100 i think that uh that uh, i would the only thing i would add to it and you were kind of touching on then is that there, there does need to be a boundary and this kind of mm. comes back into what i've been thinking all week is that you need that balance you like it's all very well to be like spirituality and yeah. giving and it's really great but if it ends up going to your detriment yeah. mm, setting you up um like materialistically for a terrible life mm. then i don't think that that's worth it because in the long run you're gonna you're probably gonna hurt your spirituality i think personally yeah you won't you won't be able to see the difference between giving to someone good and giving to someone bad because you know that giving is just the good thing so yeah. that is like where your where your like thoughts stop like you've given it that's that's it you don't you don't kind of think through to who it goes to or what happens with whatever you've given. And that would be the balance is knowing afterwards, like why you'd give that person something in the first place. Like that would be how you balance it out, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So can I pose a question that I, I touched on in my notes? I haven't really brought it up, but mm -hmm. I'm really passionate about, um, you know, medicine playing a role in spirituality in terms of, um, how our ancestors use medicine to guide us through spiritual times or difficult decisions or hunting and how um, that plays a big role, I think, in someone who, who's, who's after spirituality, who doesn't have it and they want to experience something very different and have a different... I think that plays a really important role. Mm. Mm. Yep. As in, are um, you talking about drugs? <laughs> I'm, yeah, talking about, I'm talking about... Yeah, it's, I'm talking about drugs. I'm talking about the drugs. I'm talking about the old green machine. <laughs> no, but like, um, seriously though, like it's... Yeah. I mean, it's medicine to mm. me and I, I know some people may not agree with that, but mm -hmm. um, to me, there's... There's, there's there's a great benefit other than just the fact that it has a medical benefit, but a spiritual benefit, emotional benefit too. Mm -hmm. There's some really well, interesting can, studies. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, I can I can get on that level as well. Like I see like people where the only, um, like, I don't know, the only cure to something is the THC oil or something like that, where that is something that is beneficial for it, but that's like leading into another topic, like whether or not it's good because of this but i can agree with vibe saying like oh you know some things it is needed because you cannot like get it elsewhere you know what i mean mm. yeah there's um i was looking into this the other day and i mean i've never done any like psychedelics or anything like that but um there was there's some really interesting studies and i, I have to say this properly because um it was a weird so like there's so they 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 made people who are addicted to smoking, which is meant to be like one of the the really really hard as in nicotine, meant to be really really mm -hmm. hard to have it to kick, obviously. Um, 
if those people had took a psychedelic drug and had what they would describe as a spiritual experience through that experience, there was like a 85 to 90% chance that they were going to mm. be able to quit smoking right then and there, like bang. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell? That's insane. Like, it's yeah. such a weird, yeah, it's, it was, it's crazy. The, the yeah. more, the more I've, I've heard that research and, you know, a lot of the studies they're doing now on uh, hallucinogenics um, backs up a lot of what, uh, you know, it does in terms of scientific evidence from the brain point of view, it resets a lot of these newer pathways that we've got set in stone and, you know, they were used by our ancestors and our hunter-gatherer, um, you know, basically we haven't changed a lot physically in, in 100,000 years. We're the same body as we were then. And, you know, the fact that they, they exist in nature and a lot of things in nature obviously can harm you, but a lot of things are also very beneficial. The research coming back is honestly really exciting to me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think that um, I look, I agree that they can definitely be helpful, but I think that it's in certain uh, situations. What I definitely agree with is like literally almost like all drugs across the board being legalized in some way to facilitate further research. Because right now we've got this thing where it's like taboo, you know? It's yeah, like, yeah, it's like yeah. oh no, that's bad, you know? Yeah. Like meth, that's bad, and it just does bad things. And everybody yeah. thinks it's bad because all yeah. we see yeah. is bad things in our society from it. Mm. But if it got made legal to the point where we could do proper research and proper studies mm. with it, and, and I'm not saying that meth is good. Right. <laughs> Definitely not saying that. <laughs> I think it's probably bad, but like even like marijuana. Are you sure? Do you want to try some on the show next time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hang a second. I can give it. What a coincidence! (laughs) Here's some open open bed earlier. TOS, TOS. So, um, and uh, irony. Okay, it's irony. It's not irony. Yeah. See, I did hold up. I was my wallet. Just don't Um, ironically say the N word. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think that. Um, sorry, just to. not making light of it um i think that we need to do way more research than we're doing and Mm -hmm. if legalizing these drugs in some way will raise the level of research and uh, and facilitate the level of research so we can figure out what they actually can do and how they can help and in what situations they can help um that's 100 percent a good thing but i definitely don't agree with legalization to the point where it's just like well these helped a couple of people so or these helped uh, mm, a certain type 99 of out of 100 people therefore mm. we're just going to make it well maybe 99 but like 80 percent mm. of people it helped therefore we're just going to make it legal for everybody and we're just going to have like 20 percent of people that just get yeah. marijuana it's got to be a certain <laughs> type of person because you know there's 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 a lot of type of people that get anywhere near drugs and it just ruins their life so there's um there's there's, there's very be... interesting and research on so percentage of people that take drugs um, most people that take drugs take them casually. So most people aren't addicts. There's less than five percent of drug users are actually chronic addicts. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. a lot of people use them for parties or um, take them. I mean, the average person who takes it is only once, uh, once a fortnight or once mm. a month. So it's actually there are people who have um, no problem with drugs, but mm. they're they're tarnished with the with with the effect of the chronic addicts, which mm. need serious attention and should be treated very severely. And yeah. um, you know, like it's, like it's, it's it's a problem. It's a big problem. Yeah, but yeah. you can't treat everyone with the same brush. And a lot of people who function perfectly fine on yeah. on lots of things that we consider really harmful without any proper research. I mean, you can't you can't you can't research it if it's illegal. So how are you going to yeah, find no. out if it's good or not? Yeah, I suppose that's the, the classification of it. Like these people clearly have got uh, 
a problem and it gets classified as a, a criminal problem, which, yeah. which doesn't help Rather. them at all, really, or society exactly. for, for that matter. Progressive. Yeah. No, it just pushes them. the problem down the road, doesn't yeah. it, to the next yeah. person. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've heard a lot of people talk about different studies and different benefits of like lots of, lots of, lots of different drugs. And from what I can tell, the general consensus is we have been doing it wrong. And it was like, a, a small minority of very powerful people that were like this is bad because capitalism i want to make money and we, <laughs> the old capitalism logic yeah and and if i can block this then i'll make money on being on the profitable side of that block you know and and i think that we need to 100 percent look at it across the board and make another decision on how we come how we address drugs in general hmm. mm. Yeah. Suppose we should quick disclaimer also. We've got a lot of young audience. Like things when you're under the age of like twenty five are percent. It's like everything. It's, uh, I mean, yeah. I know it's very easy to say don't do it and like yeah. people go out and, and drink alcohol even though they're not supposed to. Yeah. But I All that I stuff affects you in, in negative ways. I definitely prescribe to the the um to the ethos, to the belief that like if you're under like 21 20 to 25 range still a child yeah <laughs> no i'm listening those, yeah. those, those, <laughs> i'm not saying anything that yeah. any kind of <laughs> drug or something can definitely do probably more harm than good yeah mm. well that was yeah. something when i was taught like growing up because like you hear the horror stories at schoolies that someone has tried mm, these yeah. things and just totally gone the wrong way like the yeah. they've, two people have taken the same thing but one of them ends up in hospital the other one just ends up mm. on the side of the road just having a good mm. time like yeah. there is just such a divide sometimes and then that was what scared me so much when I was younger before you know when I had my schoolies I was just like my mom was because she worked at a hospital mm. um and she was in the ICU so she saw all these people come in during those you know, November December like schoolies where it was just oh, all those people it was horrifying and the mm. one thing there was a story she told me this girl had never taken drugs before first yeah. time at schoolies she woke up in the hospital with like a bloody mouth and a bloody cheek and it yeah. was just there was a bunch of blood on a pillow and people were like oh what happened what happened she had fallen asleep while on mdma and her brain hadn't shut down while she slept so she kept chewing oh, she wow. had chewing the inside of her cheek off to wow. the point where it was like just millimeters of skin left and that to me scared me straight i yeah. was not going to do drugs haven't done drugs still like that is just in my mind like oh my god like i cannot yeah. think that yeah. that would be a thing but then again saying that like that is the one percent or like that is the 20 percent of people that get neg negatively affected like mm. there could be the other people that like just had a good time after that yeah i i think it, it is also like there's also people that, so there's people that are inherently going to have bad reactions to different drugs and different chemicals mm. and stuff like that but then like there's also alcohol the fact, for example mm. yeah, yeah like alcohol 100 100 and i'm not saying this as like an argument for like against some sort of legalization i'm saying it in terms of young people using drugs that yeah. like not only are there and those alcohol. people when you're younger and alcohol yeah not only are those there those young people that aren't predisposed to having bad reactions there's also a lot of emotional instability there's also yeah. a lot of you've still got a lot to learn before puberty yeah, yeah you don't sure. know your place in the world you're still trying yeah. to figure out who you are and trying to figure that stuff out and you taking these things and you're getting drunk and all that kind of stuff yeah the the path that it leads you down is not always good yeah, and that yeah. like compounds the problem Definitely. of the amount of negative impacts that it has i i feel yeah um 
yeah. I, I reckon that yeah, that's such an important point for anyone who's listening who's younger than let's say twenty one or twenty five. Whenever your brain, in my opinion, when your brain's fully developed, I think you're safe to to have a go. You know what I mean? Like as as long as it's safe to you. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I think that the younger you start on any of these drugs or any of these substances substances that can affect your consciousness. I don't think a lot of people are ready by that age. I, I, yeah. I think that you can take something too early and have a really fucking terrible experience. Mm. And mm. then that leads to like all sorts of problems that you never had in the first place. And I think mm. all these things should, should be taken into that under that context of that. Not, not everyone's ready to do these things when they're young. Yeah. I guess like to top that off, it'd be just like the overall thing is just make sure you know what you want before you do anything. Like make sure that yeah. like you're, in your head, you're ready because you know that like, if you do anything now, it's just going to end poorly. There's like a 50, 50 chance. And if you're not willing to risk that yet, because you know, you've got so much more to do before starting any of this, then I like, that's what I take away from. Mm, yeah. hundred um, percent. Yeah. But just to like go back to like how we kind of originally got onto the topic was that we were talking <laughs> about how drugs can potentially facilitate yeah. some of these spiritual experiences mm. and and i've seen a lot of things that say that that is 100 percent true mm. um in certain situations so it, it sounds like it has to be the person who's wanting to do it like really mm. desperate for that experience rather than jump off the street going oh i might try some mushrooms eh? it's like <laughs> yeah, it's no, a bit different to, to someone who's had a really big like fall in their life they've lost a loved one or mm. they just want to they want to get some what's what's my purpose what what am i doing here you know, yeah, really yeah. desperate. You can tell those people are, are going to have good reaction. You know, and yeah. and and something that is one hundred percent true across the board is when they're doing these studies, they're in hyper controlled environments. Mm-hmm. So it's and you're not just like shooting up on the street. You yeah, know, you're, no. you're like it's a perfectly prescribed uh, dose for your what you need yeah. and who yeah. you are, and they mm-hmm. you're in a room that's regulated. Yeah. Like no, like everyone's like watching they, you. Like yeah, they yeah. they do tests you on know. you to see to try to predict how you might react to the thing. Exactly. Um, yeah. Not only that, but then also quite often, like I, I read, I was reading this study. Or I was listening to someone that was commenting on this study done on American um, uh, like war veterans who had like p like traumatic ptsd and something that was specifically mentioned was that the only people they got to come onto this study were people where it was like last resort Mm. you know like they had tried everything and like everything under the sun to try to cure themselves of this ptsd that they had Mm. and and it it was getting to the point where it was like they needed to they something needed to change right now or they were probably going to kill themselves or it was always the drastic the very yeah. drastic cases the last resort they've been to a counselor for years you know they've they've mm. tried every sort of spiritual non-drug healing under the sun and none of it's worked and that's when yeah. they had tried this yeah i see that all over the news as well like right. nothing worked until they've tried yeah. like yeah. some oil or something like that and like that's what kind of like gets me in the point of mind like in the state of mind where like it would be a good thing to like further explore these options because if mm. we've just putting them all under the bad carpet then like what's the point of like trying anything new if we're not gonna like you know make it available for anyone else mm. definitely mm-hmm. can we uh yeah. go to a viewer question not to pivot too much but yeah i know i don't know how to say his name but i saw the Kurt, Kurt uh, yeah, so so Kirsten, Kirsten's put one Kirsten. into the Discord. Discord. 
And <laughs> let's go, Houston. And, uh, good job. <laughs> really struggled with that. <laughs> and, uh, she, you can call her KJ too. She's all right with that. Um, but she said, um, I think a lot of people feel guilty when they become disconnected from their spirituality. While I mm-hmm. find it normal for spirituality to wax and wane, for lack of a better expression, do you think it's more beneficial to roll with doubt and explore these thoughts slash feelings or instead work harder to get back to a place you once were in? Good question. Yeah. I am like, I'm very hesitant with the the trying to go back to a place that you were in where you were in a good place because I don't think that there was something that got you out of that good place. And I don't think that it's necessary for you to go back, but find, I definitely think it's important to work hard though. So I don't know. It's a kind of a weird phrase question where I kind of like agree could with you, half of it, but then could you give us an example it. of like, um, cause I, I think I know what you mean, but, but what kind okay, of, like, what, yeah. like for example, so, so, so the question was kind of saying like, let's, let's say you're in like a, a perfectly good state, right? Yeah. Your, your life's going really swell. And, um, uh, you, your spirituality is, I don't know, that you kosher. I don't know what, like you, mm. you're fine. You know, like you just, whatever you're fine. Mm. <laughs> um, and then, um, like for example, someone come, one of your really good friends offers you some drugs. All right. And that <laughs> we always I come do, back to the drugs. It doesn't have to be that. Oh, right. someone, someone does something that, that it throws you, it throws you for a loop. All right. And all of a sudden you're questioning everything. You're not in a great place anymore. You're um, maybe, maybe you, you uh, gave in and you did the thing that you didn't want to do, whatever it is. And mm. you're kind of in turmoil. I don't think that it's necessary for you to get, to go back. And I don't think it's healthy for you to try to go, well, I'm just kind of kind of like, cause going back to me signifies that you're, you're trying to remove your experience. Mm. And yep. even though it like, it might've been a mistake, it's now a part of you. And mm. I think it's very important that you, instead of trying to deny or to go back and putting your effort there, it should, your effort should be on progression and, in, and taking what you've learned or mistakes that you've made and, and involving them in your spirituality and, and coming to a new place, which is quite often a better place. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely agree with the fact yeah. that you should work hard to get there. But when you say go back to how you were or back to a, like, try to get back to that, like. It's forced. State. It's not what you should be kind of thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. I get that. I, yeah. I have a very strong feeling about this question because I feel that, the overarching premise of it is should you you know should you deal with the current emotion you're feeling or should you just focus on feeling good i think that's the crux of it is how i understood it and i feel like in a lot of ways um we're we're programming society to focus on the positives even when even when you're not even feeling positive so if you're feeling negative you know just oh just just focus on that thing over there mate it's it's good over there you know don't worry about what's going on inside yourself just should just be happy you know i think that's why mental health is very stigmatized because if you're not happy then oh well we should just be able to get over it you know mm-hmm. you'll be right mm-hmm. um but sometimes you can't get over it because it's really hurtful and um i think unless you go back to that stage where you're at and try and process where you are it, you, you're never going to move on and, and find the next moment that you enjoy you'll just be stuck in the past you know mm-hmm. and i think that's uh what do you guys think about that yeah i've seen a really good uh video about the the difference between sympathy and empathy and like sympathy is always trying to silver line things so you're like oh this really sucks well at least this is happening and oh yeah. this is this is going on well at least you've got you know um this going on so and that's not really very helpful for people whereas empathy is getting alongside them or um 
getting to a place where you can really feel what's going on. So I'm, I guess I'm kind of talking about it as, as someone else looking at, at yeah. that. But I mean, you can kind of think of it in your own mind as well. Like rather than just thinking at least this is happening, um, actually getting down and dealing with what's going on. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I can get behind that. Mm. Uh, yeah, no, you go. Oh yeah. And, and I was going to say the, so I could like the example I could think of is when someone's maybe like really um, connected with the consciousness of everyone around them and in a really good spiritual kind of place. Um, and then um, they, they maybe, maybe get a new job and it forces them to focus on um, just working really, really hard and uh, getting a whole lot of money. And that's kind of um, what's what their life trajectory is taken and mm. maybe not necessarily a bad thing, but if they're feeling guilty, like they, they were better off back then, then that's, that's also work through. So. Mm. Yeah, mm. because that guilt's got to be coming from somewhere. Yeah, you know? I I think on that on that note, society has changed a lot, and I think we are becoming a lot more. Uh, just the fact that we're having this conversation to me is proof of, of the times, even in the last ten, twenty years. Like, yeah. you know, this stuff is genuinely being thought about from from the younger generations down, from our ages down. I think, and um, it's making uh, the. I mean, you guys touched on your last topic. I don't want to bring it back, but you know the whole idea of masculinity and that ties mm. into spirituality. If you feel you can't be spiritual because it's feminine, or you know, or that it's not necessarily a manly thing to talk about your emotions, which is just rubbish. Mm. You know, we're, we're, we're just because we're men as men, we have emotions. We still yeah. care for things. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. You know, I think that plays a, into what you were saying. You know, around what? the idea that you that you should have those connections with your friends. Otherwise, what what are you really you know who are you really friends with if yeah. that's the case? Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I, I mean, I touched on that last week as that, um, that the church and that, that kind of spiritual upbringing did lend itself to being more willing to communicate with other men, especially because that was what the topic was on about these issues and being able to talk about these issues more and, and being open just in general a little bit more than I guess I'm predisposed to. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lots of the um, things we've talked about have been a big um, criticism on capitalism in a way. <laughs> so <laughs> I was going to ask, um, what do you guys, do you guys see, um, I don't know, maybe this is it's, it's like a, maybe an unsolvable question or a silly question, but do you see capitalism as being a really a bad thing? I know we've had some, some positives in there too, but would you offer some mm. alternatives? Are you, where's your stance? Like, are you, are you all socialists or what are you all Marxists? <laughs> what's what's uh, that I, I, I really struggle to, I don't know, I've talked about this a bit and how I kind of like, I'm a wishy-washy and I snap from one side to the other. I, I'm, down, I'm down the middle, you know, like I think, I think that you need to, that no issue is clear cut. I think that everything has nuance to it and that you can't do something to the, and ignore everything else. You know, you mm. can't just do capitalism. You have to do capitalism on some issues and socialism on other issues and mm. like a little bit of this and a little bit of that and a piecemeal of that. And, and some issues, it'll be like a completely hi- crazy hybrid of, of these ideals that create the solution. But when yeah. you go, capitalism is the way and I'm terrified of everything else just because of communist Russia, you know, like that is yeah. like something that, you just can't do and you can't and it's not just on this issue it's everything in life if you 
focus on the straight and narrow and you just go, this is my path no matter what. And you refuse to, you put your blinkers on and you refuse to see anything outside of that straight and narrow path. Mm. You, you're setting yourself up for disaster. That's mm. what I think. It's all about that balance. Yeah, 100%. Mm. Yeah, I'm the same as work. Like I, like I'm, I'm still very young. I'm naive. I don't know as much as what's going on as other people. So when they talk about capitalism, socialism and stuff like that, Marxism, I'm just... I'm just kind of with the flow. I'm just kind of like seeing whatever's working with us at the moment and seeing how it's going, but then also having my like inner thoughts is like, is this a good idea? Is this a bad idea? Mm, and yeah. like, I don't have an outstanding thought. I don't say it's good. I don't say it's bad. I'm just kind of like living in the moment as it's not gone horribly wrong. Mm, like that's yeah. how I'm kind of seeing it at the moment. So, yeah. you know, if it does go down the wrong path, obviously I'm going to change my mind. If we do find something better than yes, that's probably what I'll go for. But at the moment, I don't have an outstanding like yes or no to mm. that answer as well. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, um, Do we lose vibe? Has he come back? Hello, uh, I'm not he sure. He, he potentially just muted. Okay. No, he didn't. He didn't. Good. Yeah, he's uh, <laughs> thank you very much, Bronky, for that raid, by the way. No, um, go away. uh yeah so um i guess we i'm I'm thinking about are there many other viewer questions or i'm thinking about we go back up to one of that the initial um questions that you posed right at the beginning there where (laughs) you were saying that um uh that where where and i know this is getting like a little bit deep to everyone kind of like personal lives i guess and and obviously you don't have to share if you don't feel like it but where do you guys find your purpose Mm. um from Mm. in life yeah that is a very big question it it is it's loaded and it's 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 a very good question though very good question yeah i no i'm willing to answer this like i i like like again i'm going to always refer back to me not being religious because i find that kind of best gives like a base answer to my opinion so since i'm not religious i always try and find a logical answer to my problems and to find a purpose for me is kind of stretching because i don't have that bearing feeling uh, like the overbearing feeling of religion is going to be what we're in for at the end blah 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 like i i don't have that feeling so my purpose for me is just like no, it kind of is an extension of my morals. It's like making sure that my purpose is to live like a good person, like to make sure that I'm expressing the the right things to other people that make me feel good. So I don't want to be a bad person. So my purpose, I guess, is to be a good person. That would be the way that I explain things. Mm-hmm. Okay. I guess I could talk about my purpose. Um, I feel like. Um, I, I haven't defined my purpose. Yet. I feel like it's always evolving mm-hmm. and uh, I don't think I've found my true purpose yet. I feel like I'm closer than I ever was before. And uh, in, in, in many ways, I think finding your purpose is the most difficult part of life. I mean, finding something that, that you can do that makes you happy and also have good relationships around you. I think it's just finding something that makes you so passionate that all you can think about is doing that thing the next day and having that in your life around as well as, for me uh, personally having positive relationships with your friends and family and not having, uh, you know, difficult um, toxic environments all around you so that you can enjoy life for how good it is. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. I like that. I feel like, and I, once again, like this is something that is constantly evolving for me. And, um, and I, I would be hesitant to say that anybody 
other than like maybe the most spiritual of people in the world really finds their like true purpose. I think that we're constantly evolving. We're constantly adding to our knowledge. And from that knowledge, we're getting new insights into the way we live and stuff like that. But I feel like right now I'm probably a lot more, I guess, materialistic focused Mm. than, than you guys seem to be. I think that, and I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. I just think that it's it's where I'm at in my life right now, and um, I'm using it to deal with some things, and and I'm finding joy in the things that I'm doing. Mm. Um, and yeah, so I, I definitely think that my purpose in life right now is, I don't, know, I don't want to say that, but like it's a it's a lot more skewed towards the materialistic than it is to the spiritual. Mm. Um, yeah yeah not that that's like really in depth or like revealing anything but well it doesn't have to be because Mm. like you can't really label someone's purpose as good or bad it's just like it's it is what it is like if someone says they've got a different purpose there's no problem with that like the fact that you want something materialistic yeah exactly there's no wrong or right you can't really like say it's a shallow answer if that's your answer because it's you know that's your purpose yeah Mm. 100 percent. and what about wrong Um, or right how do we how do we know what's wrong or right (laughs) Damn it, dig this hole. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, come think, on, Lewis. I mean, I mean, we've, we've definitely touched on it a little bit. But to put like kind of words to it, I guess, like more of a... Or is there, or is there like thought. a definitive right and wrong? Is there obje- a things objectively mm. wrong, you think? Something. I think that uh, like, and I, I say this a lot, um, and you'll hear me say this a lot more, like everything, you know, every situation has an exception. Mm. Um, it's like um i i always base like how things are like i have do you know the 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 chaotic neutral chaotic lawful and like chaotic evil um kind of like thing like i reckon i could base every you know decision i've ever made on one of those like every like good or bad decision i've made is because it's like if i sort of something that's super super like nice to someone it's just like it's you know it's lawfully good because it's in the better nature of them but there's also sometimes where it's just like it's a good like um decision for me because it only benefits me and that's just like you know lawfully chaotic it's only my um advantage to that okay so, and so when talking about good or bad it's that's how I kind of guess good or bad is kind of um, for me, like that's how I kind of place good or bad in a category is by seeing the benefits and the hindrance of my decisions. Mm. Let me just bring up my, uh, my D &D thief character sheet. (laughs) (laughs) Neutral. Yeah. (laughs) I was just going to say, I I feel that um, the, you know, the idea of there being a rule uh, exception to every rule. I totally agree with that. Because at the end of the day, we're just making it up as we go along. I don't think any of this stuff is hard facts. I mean, you can't prove something that's to be true or wrong. It's just what we feel yeah, exactly. is fair like it's and just, right. Yeah. Like you just can't. You just, there's no scientific study that's going to prove that a guy was wrong. You just you base the evidence. You have a look at it. You make the best possible decision with the most logic you can. Mm. And you work around that. I mean, I think when you separate logic and you only have spirituality to decide everything, I think you're in a bit of a shady yeah. waters i like yeah, to put it, go, it it goes the other way you know where you yeah. get like witch burnings exactly exactly you, you don't you, i mean i am a witch so don't give it away but yeah. i don't want to be burnt okay i've got very important things to tell is this the police oh, hello grab your uh, uh, hey don't get yeah. off Who's that witch? shut the call up shut it down yeah. <laughs>
Um, but yeah, I, I, I think you, you you just develop your morals off your your parents. Hopefully, they give you good morals, they give you good manners, and they teach you how to respect people. Because if you don't have those things, you got not much going for you in yeah, society. Yeah. And 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 if they don't have them themselves, that they put places where you can potentially figure it out for yourself. Yeah, get the yeah. Information to figure it out for yourself. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. What about you, Fresh? Do you have a do you have an answer to that one? Um. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I'm. A, I am. I'm always thinking about it, but I and I go between being like morally relative or morally objective. But um, I do the the worry about everything being relative is that um you can have people who are able to logic their way. That's a bad term, but they're able to explain their way into crazy things. And um, mm-hmm. and then if you say everything is relative, it's hard to say, well, no, you're actually wrong about that. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm more saying that like, um, well, like, like, for example, you've got like, I see, I think that it doesn't work with just logic. I feel like there does have to be some spirituality and some sort of underlying belief or, or kind of decision made around what's good and bad in some sense, because if you just go logic, then you're hundred percent right. You get like a court of law where just because this like serial murderer did, did it the right way, you know, he gets off scot-free, mm-hmm. you know, because there's no, yeah. and that, that's the, like a full logic based system where it's mm-hmm. like, I think that when you bring in the jury, you know, what you're saying is what you're recognizing that there is something more to it than just the pure facts. Yeah. Mm. You know, you're yeah. you're saying that there's something that people need to decide. There's yeah. so many holes in in literature and laws. Like mm. it it wasn't written to be a mathematic equation. So you can, mm. if you're a criminal or someone who who probably shouldn't be in society if they're dangerous to society if they're a violent offender and somehow they get through the the holes of the law because they found a clever lawyer. I think that's mm. that's very corrupt, very mm. corrupt system you got there. Yeah. Mm. No, definitely. Yeah. So everyone's got to have um I guess I'd say everyone's got to have a very well-reasoned um thought pattern for why things are right and wrong. Yeah, yeah. the particular Yeah, issues. no, 100%. And like and when you're making those decisions, I like I would very much hope that you're you're thinking it through. I know it's very mm. easy sometimes to just like live life by this edge of your seat like, yeah but there are just some people with like what some, am i trying to say like th- there's some just some terrible ideas and i'm like um like i was watching <laughs> i was watching this that? video um the other day about like this dude who was talking about how um it's just terrible how women are in sport now and like how it's just detracting from like um men's sport and it was terrible how politics in sport and all this stuff and i was <laughs> like i mean um, I feel like that is just a, objectively a, a bad opinion to have, and and it was and it was and I was like, well, so am I? I meant to impose my opinions on him? I don't know. It seems like <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I think that it's yeah. I don't think I don't think in that like in that specific situation, I don't think you would be imposing your thing on him. I like your beliefs on him. I think it would be. Uh, yeah, I know that's a hard one. Because there's hundreds like, of things like that. It's the, like it's the majority, though. Like the right. Uh, I feel like you have to, you have to find a way to detach from that because um, that's not your responsibility to change their mind. It's uh, it's it's. I think it's, it's sort of hard to explain. But I feel like if you if you tried to change every single person's mind that you met, 
you you do your head in. Like, yeah. I, I guess speaking your mind to some people is probably healthy for you for your own self confidence. But mm. you can't change the you can't change the world. You can just change little things. So, you know, mm. you being vocal and um, I guess finding a way for that not to ruin your day. I think that's a big part. Of the thing that's mm. a big problem with society now is we. We're like an outraged society. We, we we love getting angry and upset about stuff yeah. and letting every person know and then making mm. everyone else's day bad around them instead of just being like, well, you know what? You know, I know, I know this guy I said on the news that there's 16 gangsters coming around to get you, but mm. like, you know, you don't have to know about every single thing unless it's at your front door. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, don't. Yeah, that's like 100% agreeable as well because, like, say, like, you were in his position and you put forward your opinion on females in sport he would have the same thought. He would be like, yeah. oh, am I supposed That's to impose wrong. my thought? Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. So it is a case of just kind of, you got to let things be as they are because they're going to sort themselves out and it's just their opinion at the time. And it's just like, if someone was in your position, that would be your answer. So I, yeah. I agree. Like some things you got to like let go because you know you can't do much about it in your circumstance. Yeah, I guess. I think I, I would still rather tell them that they're wrong <laughs> oh, no, like, said, like, you can tell them that they're wrong but okay, it's okay. like it's not the end of the world if they okay. keep and, their, and their be, same honest, opinion okay yeah. okay and but to then, be honest fresh if, yeah. Yeah, to be honest fresh if, if you're finding that you're in those getting really frustrated i got a great idea start a podcast no it's true it's true but then but, but my but my point is that um how can i how can i tell them that i'm wrong if i don't believe there's objective right and wrong if i think that everything's subjective and up to people's up to situations and not opinions but circumstance because because most of the time you can still see what's right and wrong just because you can't prove it every time doesn't make it any less reasonable yeah like, and i think just, you know just because you can't prove it doesn't mean it's not fair Mm-hmm. that some people can't Maybe. see what's right and wrong no Maybe. but it doesn't matter Maybe because you know <laughs> you know you know what's right and wrong you know yeah. what's fair and yeah. there are a lot of idiots in society there's a lot if you yeah. look at the breakdown of iqs yeah it's crazy the population is under like 100 iq yeah. or something like that like i, like, yeah. I was you're looking the other day really there's low. like one sixth of the population can't like get into the army because they're it's so low. It's like crazy. And yeah. I mean, if you think about that, th- those people are making informed decisions on every day to day life. Like, <laughs> they are, they're all know, how are they still alive? How have they made this far? <laughs> yeah, but I don't some know. of them, some of them have a lot of influence and power. And then it's just like, I know, geez, and they're on you... news shows and uh, and yeah. get millions of dollars yeah. a year for entertainment. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, what can you do? You can't. You can't be angry at the world. There's a lot of idiots, no, and they're can't be angry. That's the way it is. No, but but I, I look, I definitely see your like the like the loop that you're stuck in there you know with, with the whole well there if i don't believe that there's like a definitive answer to these like moral questions yeah how can i ever debate someone again how can i ever yeah, yeah. if i'm right how are they right like yeah, yeah, yeah exactly how can i ever try to improve the society around me if there's not a right and a wrong yeah um, i think to to, to retort that the right and wrong doesn't come from figuring it out in your mind. I think it comes from feeling it in your gut. And I think that that, that sense is very under underestimated and proven to be a real thing. Science is actually showing your gut instinct, like your the, the, the literally the, the millions of um, microbiome in your stomach make decisions. So if you're if you've got a more healthy like body, you can make better decisions. You can make we can make more instinctual decisions. So if you base everything on whether you can prove if it's wrong or right, I agree with you. You can't prove it. Mm. But I still think that we, us as humans have great instincts. Where we're animals, you know, animals have instincts that don't ever let them die. Literally, mm. like they, you mm. can't. Pro- that's a fact. They just don't do those things because their instincts tell them otherwise. 
Yeah. But they don't have a book in front of them to tell them what's right and wrong. Mm. They just know by instinct. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And then we have, as people have to like take that in as well, like our instinct is going to tell us yes or no to these questions. It's just, it's going to be a back and forth battle again. And then we loop back yeah. to whose instincts are right. <laughs> no. Well, I, I think a lot of the problem is we don't, we don't, we're not trained to listen to our instincts. We're trained to listen to our, to our mind and our mind knows all. Mm. And I think there's the, there's hard limitations to how much your mind can figure things out. Yep. I yep. mean, people have got, some people got some bad minds, man. <laughs> some evil minds. minds. Yeah, some evil minds. Yeah, not just bad. Yeah, I'd say a lot of men in power in the past had some evil minds. <laughs> Someone's telling me that I suck at Fortnite in the notes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just go on the 1v1 battle again. Oh, let's not bring oh. that up, mate. Let's not go there. Oh, no. Let's not go. <laughs> yeah, um, well, I think we've kind of covered most of the stuff we wanted to talk about. Does mm. anybody have anything thought over the course of the podcast that they want to bring up now or we've got a couple of uh, viewer questions do you want to go through them yeah yeah let's yeah. do it uh so we uh, got let's yeah yeah, no, yeah. yeah okay. we got bronchi coming in first with what happens after you die Ooh, someone want to do the keanu reeves answer <laughs> wait loved ones, was. the people who the love you will greatly miss you oh he's such wholesome. a sweet man keanu where did he say that? Was that in like the Matrix? Yeah. No, nah, it was no. <laughs> <laughs> John Wick. John Wick. No, it was yeah. like in a late night show. Um, Neo. Neo said it. Yeah, then I would have said Neo. <laughs> you know, life and death. Well, I feel like my answer is going to differ from a lot of your guys' answers because okay. my answer would be just straight up we stop existing. <laughs> like, that's my final answer. When you die, you don't have any more thought, you don't have mm. any more like ability to think. You're just you've lived your life that's like that's it like there's no more you don't have to worry about thinking about anything you don't have to worry about where you go it's just you've lived for however long and that is like your time and that would be my answer but i know that's very very like cut off mm. yeah. like there's like yeah. so many other questions so many other answers that other people would have but mine would just be like we just stop existing and that would be and that was what i believe in so not not to um i will make sure we come back to all of our answers mm. Um, if that's kind of what you believe, then you get to another one of these like loops that we've been kind of encountering tonight. Mm. That it's like, okay, well then why not just be all about the material life and about making mm. your life yeah. continually better and better and better and better by like chasing that rather than. Mm. Well, that's the thing is it's like, like, since I'm not religious, I don't have that um urge to find something other than more material so like if i live my life with a whole bunch of money i'm gonna have a good life obviously that's gonna make my life better because mm. i can buy the things i want i can do the things i want um, but does that ever end does that ever end that wanting of stuff well it, for, it, that's when you get to the point of the person the character of the like the character of the person so say i so i myself if i get a whole bunch of money i know there's going to be a point where like the money's just going to not be a thing for me anymore. Like, oh, yes, I've got, you know, 20 gazillion dollars. I'm not going to be like, oh, I want more money. Like, I wouldn't have, I would, that would be the point of where I'd start giving shit tons of money out. And that would be like my, um, I don't know. I wouldn't say there's a limit, but I'm going to say there is, I know when I'm going to have enough. Like, I would be happy with just having a little bit of money and then having to not worry about the rest of my life. Like if I got a set amount of money, I wouldn't want any more money after that. But that's just me as a person. I wouldn't want any more money after that. But then again, you've got people that want like 
all the money in the world and they don't want to stop getting that money. And that's what brings in the vast majority of the people that are saying, oh, materialism is just you want more stuff and you can never end kind of thing. But I would want to a certain amount and then I'd be happy. And that would be like my answer to that. Yeah, right. And so that's why that's my loop for me stopping is just like, I wouldn't want more money after that. So that's the loop for me stopping. Yeah. Okay. I get that. I guess I could talk about my um, purpose, or I guess the meaning of life or mm. what happens after you die. Mm. Um, I strongly believe that this answer is going to be very kooky. So bear with me. Mm. Um, yeah. I, I have a strong belief that we have lives. I've had lives before this life. I've shared, I've brought memories over from past life, lifetimes. I've seen visions of things that I can't explain. I mean, not in a drug state, just in my day-to-day life through meditation or different things I've done. And uh, I believe we're all connected into the same thing at the end of the day. Like we're all with this interconnectedness and it just recycles that over and over and over again. Um, and then my mind kind of just loses track of that because it can just keep expanding forever and ever and ever and ever. Um, and, uh, you know, every, everyone has their own journey in life. No one is the same. Like I believe everyone's sort of hiking to the top of the mountain yet. There's a million different paths to get there. And no, not one single person shares, you might have a similar path, but no, no one person shares the same path at the top. We're all going to get there. We're all going to have different things along the way, but we're all going to get there. Hmm. Um, and, uh, we all just recycle and have life lessons differently. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely still believe in a form of heaven, um, which I kind of like got onto growing up, uh, obviously in church, but I, I think I've come to believe that I don't think it's, I don't think it's obviously what the church says it is, you know, that whole, like, oh, living in like a paradise with God. But I think it's like the, that we, it's it's a it's like a different state to our minds you know where we can the 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 negative things the things that we perceive as like the bad side of like the hard things about living in life um right now are like kind of removed from us i guess so for example we're a lot more interconnected and um with other people and i don't know exactly what that looks like obviously because (laughs) no one does but I don't know. That's just what I believe. I believe that there, there is something there after we die. I definitely don't believe it, that, that that's it. Mm. Um, yeah, that's fair enough, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, but um, yeah, what exactly that form that takes is something. But I, I definitely don't prescribe to like the church version of heaven. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing as well is, is when I get asked, like, because since I'm like at school, I wasn't a religious person. So I would always be kind of not the outcast, but I would be a small, small percentage of the class or part of the class that did RE that wasn't kind of like, you know, with the group talking about it. And so they asked me, Oh, what do you think heaven is? You said exactly what my version of heaven would be if I had to describe one. So it's just like, mm-hmm. I can agree with that as well. Mm. Um, I think, well, firstly, I believe strongly that we're never going to know. So I don't, don't let it inform the way I live my life too much. Oh, but, no, um, yeah, 100%. Yeah. But um, I believe, similar to what um, Lewis was saying, so I think if you don't if you don't believe there's anything, then that's it. Then you have your chance to live a great life here. And then once you die, you die and that's, you're done. Um, however, um, being a Christian person, I believe you also get the chance at um, a second life, I guess you'd say, or, or a heavenly life. Don't really have put any thought really towards what that looks like afterwards, but... Um, you, we also get the chance at that. Mm. Yeah. yeah. 
there was another question. Oh yeah, sorry. Um, Hawkins says. Oh, here we go. Do you consider your purpose in life, how you can best find your own passion in life, or how you can best contribute to society and increase the well-being of others around you in your local community or world? Well, that's his first question. He's got two. Oh, can you can you just read that one again? Um, so, do you consider your purpose in life? He's, he's kind of it's a binary. So, um, find so best so can can best find your own passion in life. Or how you can best contribute to your society. I'll I'll simplify it that way. So is your purpose? I, say, I, yeah. I know with mine, um, I'd say a bit from column A and a bit from column B. I don't think I'd ever be one of those things because that's a bit selfish or self-driven. I feel like you can give to society and be also really interested in your passions. I mean, I, mm. I think life is just a balance of everything. You don't have to do one thing. Mm. I think uh, that's how I approach it. Mm. Mm. There's um the Japanese people have this really good word. It's called I'm never going to pronounce it right, but it's ikigai, and um, it's like it's like this really cool like Venn diagram of like your passions, your vocation, like how you can impact the world, where where you can help out, where you can still generate like a, a well-being, a material well-being, and like all put together, and they use one word which is ikigai, and it just kind of it like sums yeah, it all up, and it's like almost like life purpose. It's kind of like I guess that would be the best English translation. That's really yeah. it's like it's like a balance of all these things. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm. yeah i agree with vibe like there can't be just one kind of like there can be no like yes or no to that question because mm. it's just like you know you want bits of both gotta be a balance mm. yeah you wanna go yeah, second I, question I, or what? yeah yeah i agree with that 100 it's it's that's a hard one to because and and even though just before i said i was like i am finding i'm i'm thinking that my purpose in life is a materialistic than you guys right now mm. i definitely don't think that that um pers- that that like summarizes my life as a whole at all mm-hmm. yeah. and I, I think like you said you go in stages you know you mm. might be in i feel like i was in a more materialistic state when i was um in my early adulthood like when i was in my late teenagers i was really obsessed with kind of like getting something for myself and it and that time in my life i needed that and i think mm. we go in, we, we go in ebbs and flows in our life it's not one or the other and there's nothing wrong with whichever path you take you know yeah. Mm. Yep. Yeah. I get behind that. Agreed. And then what was the second one? And then the second like... one was, uh, do you think that religious people operate without logic? Of course not. Oh, good answer. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, like, there's... Damn, book shot. I don't know. I, like, yeah. I, don't know. I, don't, I think that's, uh, it's a fairly, like, I don't know, blunt question. Not like... <laughs> my... <laughs> Roasted um, in, the, in the chat. No, it's not... <laughs> Like I will, because since I'm on the outside, sometimes I see people like you get, and it's like, what do you think? They're crazy, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, they're not. They're normal people. We all have our own rational thoughts and our logic and everything that we do has to have some sort of meaning behind it because we wouldn't have done it in the first place. So I don't think, Mm. um, I don't think religious people act on just, oh, because God told me to. It's because, oh, it probably makes sense to do it. Mm. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, I, I think yes, but I think that once again, we bear back to that situation of potentially IQ levels and um, different, like hard different cultures that I think that it's grown up in a certain way with a certain belief their entire lives. Mm. And like when you're, for example, like if you're grown, if you're born into a cult and you grow up in a cult your entire life and you never experience anything other than that cult, Mm. you 
are going to think that that is completely normal and completely sane to yeah. and 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 you were never going to get out of that or like potentially get out of that until you experience the outside world there's yeah. that story about um that church that crazy church that um scientology no 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 no. i mean <laughs> yeah um the westboro, westboro like, people the, yeah westboro baptist the ones baptist, that had the big yeah. signs that say uh bad don't say the word yeah <laughs> god hates the <laughs> word stuff like that uh and um they but then there was the daughter of like the pastor and like one of the top up ladies or whatever of that church, which was basically very cultish who was like violently defending their beliefs. Right. And, and getting really angry and having arguments, but it was through someone on Twitter engaging with her and having a conversation with her and um, opening her eyes to the fact that, Hey, there is a whole other world out here and they all believe this. And this is why they believe that Mm -hmm. that ended up, bringing her out of that church mm, and yeah i think that but like that that's a story it's saying like look she thought she was 100 percent in the right and it wasn't necessarily that she didn't have the logic to apply it was that she wasn't given the information to apply logic to yeah it, and like you were saying before like sense. people yeah no no if people aren't you know smart enough to make those logical decisions then they kind of rest it on the fact that the religion has been the thing that they've been that's been driving mm. them. So yeah, yeah. if they can't mm. make a decision, if like um, if they can't, you know, think, make oh, how decision. is this going to play out? Oh, God will provide, kind of thing. Like that, I hundred percent agree. Like there's a, a certain amount of you know smarts that someone needs to have before they can actually like be the logic logical person as well as the religious. Uh, mm. Religious. Yeah, that's a really 100%. good TED talk. That one work is that is that where you watched it with that girl? No. Okay. No, I have seen snippets of that TED talk, okay. but once again, like most of the yep. That's commentary right. on that TED talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Commentary on commentary on commentary. <laughs> <laughs> Reactionary. Reactionary. I was going to slide in a point. I don't know if this is off topic or not, but it's kind of like similar to what you were saying in terms of um, do you need to suffer in, term, in, in order to, uh, you know, empathize or... Um, feel what other people feel or can you just learn it is it something that you can learn or is it something you have to go through to, to feel in others are you asking that mm -hmm. question are you, are you yeah. talking yeah. As in like as do you mean like as in do you have to experience something to to learn yeah or... i mean i mean not just to learn but to in order to to feel what other what someone else is feeling do you have to have gone through it yourself mm -hmm. and I... um you know what i mean yeah i think i think um to 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 fully experience it you probably do but i think that doesn't mean we can't speak into experiences that we haven't gone through ourselves. Like yeah. the, the best kind of um, psychologists or therapists, I'm sure haven't all been in like the darkest of places. Some of them might've been, mm. um, but I'm sure lots of them haven't and they're able to bring people out of it. So you don't need to have been there, I think. And, and very often like at school when I'm, when I'm talking with um, kids about particular issues, it will be like, wow, you don't understand. Like I'm like, yeah, well, sure, I haven't been there, but but I can still give you wisdom from a different perspective. Yeah, yeah I still have a brain. I can think yeah. of what it's like. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. better than where you because you're in a, not a good place. Mm. Yeah, no, definitely. Mm. No, I, I, I can agree with that. Like, I think that, um, you know, when when you talk to people, like, you know, the things that you've been through, not everyone's going to have been through them. So when you talk to someone to help you out, because that's what, you know, that's going to help you out sometimes is if you just express your emotions and actually talk to someone about it, because that's what all these helplines and stuff like talking about with someone, not everyone's going to be in the same boat. 
on the other end of the line. So they're going to be there just to help you out and for them to do it efficiently. Maybe, yes, they might have had gone through something that they can relate to a bit easier. But then again, they wouldn't be in the position they're in if they didn't, you know, if they couldn't empathize on just, uh, uh, you know, a thought level instead of like an actual like physical level. Mm, definitely. So do you think that when uh, people you meet can't quite seem to get it in their head, like they can't quite understand how difficult it is for someone, do you think that's just because they haven't been taught how? And do you think they, they can yeah. be taught what, yep. once they get to that point? I reckon everyone can be taught if they're willing to learn. Yep. I reckon empathy is like a freaking muscle, man. You, if you exercise yeah. it more and mm. more, you grow stronger yeah. and stronger in it. And people, And it's not taught like... It should be part of our curriculum. We should have a subject on empathy, man. Like, Definitely. it's so important. I always say, like, yeah. maybe the most important thing you need to teach your kids empathy. Mm. Resilience is up there and like identity, but yeah. empathy is so important. Mm. I actually like, I have a, like, a quick little story about empathy. Um, when I was younger, we used to go down to the park and we used to have like our family friends and stuff like that. And we'd um, just have a little lunch down at this like park that had a bunch of sand pits and like squirting water with like, um, like kind of plastic whales and stuff like that. Like it was a really like pretty good park. And we went down there one day and I remember we were like three families. There was about four or five kids and we're all messing around. And there was this random kid that just joined in. We're like, yep, cool. Come yeah. on in, join the, band join the bandwagon. My dad showed up with a bunch of cookies and he gave one to each of us. And he handed, and I was the oldest by like a year or so. So he handed me the cookies and I was supposed to give them out. And my dad always says to me, like, I'm going to be a good person when I grow up because I handed out all the cookies, even to the, one to the kid and I didn't give one to myself because my dad only gave us all one. He didn't mm. know that the kid was there. So he's just like, you just handed that cookie out like it was nothing. Mm. And so I guess it is in some point like, mm. you know, everyone can learn something because yep. they go through an experience. But also that happened when I was really young. Like yeah, that was yeah. just something that I grew up with just straight away, just knew how to do. Yep. So that means I didn't have to kind of go through anything to be empathetic. I just mm. said, you know, here you go. Here's a quick Do you think yeah. your parents had some like some pretty good, you know, ways of putting those values into you? Yeah. Oh, like I guess with most people, everyone's going to say their parents are the best. Like mm. their parents are always a person, but my family to me have been such an impacting force in the way I've lived my life. Like I wouldn't be here at the moment without my parents. Like a lot of things I've gone through, my parents have been my backbone. So I can't, you know, I can't say anything negative about what they've taught me. Mm. that's good yeah i mean you see, i see like kids who who really struggle with it because they just don't come that's not part of their mm. you know, home life or not part of how they've grown up so that's when we need to um, do a lot of teaching of empathy to people yeah no i'll sign a petition if you start one. Oh yeah, yeah <laughs> start teaching empathy empathy hey. in schools that's what the podcast is about so <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah well um any more questions I reckon we're about that two-hour mark. I reckon we hit the beer review. About that two-hour mark, ready for hit the beer, uh, review, beer review and reviews. bouts. Awesome beer review. Yeah. I'm going to uh, crack another one just so oh. I can have a fresh little taste in my mouth. Fresh. I, mean, I like the use of the word. Fresh. You can copyright that soon. Yeah, I'll pay you like a dollar every time I say it. I just said I want a, a fresh taste in my mouth. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> you didn't notice. You realize. Uh. <laughs> Oh, TOS. That ends on a sour note. <laughs> <laughs> well, Vibe, do you want to go there's first? Have you seen the... There's oh, something you to... can say are definitely bad. And that's so, totally... just so Maybe... you guys know, I drank a... Uh, a what's called a soul, and it's a, a... Cerveza. 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 Yeah, yeah, good, Cerveza. Job. good job. 
Not a care, uh, so a shot of it. Nice. But and yeah, then I it's... drank a Black Douglas cola. Oh, what? You actually had a full cup. I can't even see it. It's green screened out. <laughs> Dude, he's drinking invisible <laughs> beer. Invisible beer. I know. I stop. I should stop getting green beers. Yeah, that's a new beer. The green beer. <laughs> um, do you want me to go first, and I can, you know, I've got the, yeah, yeah. I've got the criteria here. So, Shout all right. So, so the Sierra Nevada, hazy little thing IPA. Mm. Great beer. Great beer. Um, appearance. It was actually pleasantly light, but very cloudy. You know, as you'd expect from a from a good IPA. So, appearance. Mm. I'm giving it a yeah. two. Um, mm-hmm. drinkability. Um, I think that I'm going to give it, it's, it's quite, I like, I really like the taste of it, but it's almost, it's too, you know, you get those, um, IPAs that are very, they're quite heavy. So it's pretty heavy. So I think that it's drinkability. I'm going to give it like a, last one I gave like full drinkability and this one's less drinkable. So I'm going to give this one like a, a five for drinkability. So I've gone two okay. for appearance, five for drinkability, but taste, this is one of the best beers I've ever had. I'm going to give it a. We'll go 10, probably go nine. I feel like I should reserve 10. One of the 10. best beers you ever yeah, had. Yeah, this is, this is really good. Like um, this Hayes oh, Little Thing IPA that's... is really, really good. I didn't expect it, okay. but uh, I'm going to give it a nine. I've got to reserve that Hazy, 10. Hazy IPA. Hazy Little Thing IPA. Really okay. good. Nice. I don't quite uh, get what the drinkability means. So drinkability is like, um, would you buy a full carton of it? Could you drink it over the night? So okay. for example, last week, Woke had one that was a peach IPA. And he gave it a really low drinkability because it was really sweet. So he had one. He was uh, like, I couldn't drink okay. another one of these. Yeah, yeah, yeah kind of yeah, like, yeah. like Matt's. I don't know if you, have you ever had Matt. It's like your rewatchability of the Matt's. Yeah, yeah. Matt's beer. Yeah. Matt's mango beer. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah, we sell um, Matt's ginger beer. Oh yeah, yeah, mm. at work. Yeah, and it's nice. from um, Broom. Yeah, Very Broom. nice. Definitely. So, what was that out of twenty? Sorry. Um. So. Um. I gave it a nine plus a seven. Mass while drunk. Plus two, here. 11, 18. <laughs> 18. Was that 18? Yeah, it's 18 out of 20. That's a, it's a good beer. It's a good beer. That's a good beer. I'm sticking with it. Yeah, nice. Nice. Well done. Well done. They're all worse than my Harry Potter. Okay. All right, yeah. five. you want to go? Yeah, that was sure, your soul. Like, uh, mine uh, was the soul uh, cerveza. Uh, si, senor, muchos gracias, por favor. Muy bien. So for uh, appearance, I'd probably give it a... Mm, so it's out of 10, yeah? Mm. Probably like a, no, 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 appearance, appearance is out of two. Out of two. Oh, out of two. Okay, so um, I'll probably give it two yeah, for appearance. Yeah. It was quite quite pleasant looking. Mm. Uh, the drinkability for it was probably out of eight. Yeah, out of eight, probably around a five. Yeah, okay. I reckon. I, I wouldn't go through more than maybe one or two of these, and I'd be quite happy with them. Okay, mm. okay. they're quite um, it's quite sweet. Uh, got a really good like aftertaste like it leaves sort of a sweet aftertaste not bitter aftertaste in your mouth and it kind of mm. makes you want to have a bit more but like just really light sort of summery flavor tangy mm. sort of sweet flavor yeah and i'd give the uh taste a nine out of ten really 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 enjoyable i'll definitely okay. have more of these they just okay. taste similar to a corona but um a bit, a bit sweeter and a bit yeah a bit different Nice. Okay. Did you have lime? Did you put lime in it, or are you just straight? Yeah, it? I put lime in it. So I got yeah. my plate of lime here that I've nice. been cutting up the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, I didn't even nice. notice. 
Yeah, see, I'm, nice. I'm sneaky like that. But yeah, it, it just went great with I love lime in my beer. So, yes, yep. no. Nice. We get so many disgruntled customers when they order a Corona and we don't sell lime. They're like, oh, this is travesty. <laughs> wow. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I didn't I didn't know that happened. It's anywhere. just That's not crazy. the same without it. It's oh. so, it adds, it, adds yeah. to it. Yeah. Well, um, I would choose. Yeah, sorry. All right. Sorry. So, who's me now? Yeah, yeah go, go for it. I'll, I'll so, I, I had a like a pre mixed drink. So, it's not mm. a beer. So, by appearance, I don't like the look of this. I'm going to give this a one. Like, this is just <laughs> such a boring can. Hey, you can give it a zero. Like, you want. Oh, yeah, zero. You I'm going to give it a zero. A zero. A 100% a zero. Zero out of two. This was nice. not the best thing. Um, and then like, looking at it, it's going to be whiskey and cola. It's going to be just some brown yeah. fizzy liquid. Yeah, it's not going to be I the best. I was about to say that. I was like, every time I've ever had a whiskey. It, they all look the same. Like, yeah. there's no... It's yeah. the same. And it kind of like brown and murky. Mm. Well, uh, actually, that's something that's me. It's like, I don't like brown liquor. I would always go for a clear liquor. Yeah. So I'd always go vodka. I'd always go gin. I'd always... Like, gin and tonic is my favorite drink. Like, I would give an, a gin and tonic a way better score than whatever this is going to get. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the taste, it's such a classic whiskey and cola taste. So it's like just a five. Like, it's not bad. It's not good. It's just your average taste. Um, drinkability, I'm going to give it probably a three like it's tasty enough but for me it's no, it's not the best mm. so, so what was your drinkability sorry zero for drinkability zero for drinkability zero, zero. five and, uh, and was zero? It? a three. Oh, three. So okay. seven. So eight. <laughs> seven. Oh, five. Wait, hold on. Five, three, eight. Eight. No, eight. eight. Yeah, eight out oh of twenty. Oh my gosh, eight out of twenty. Oh, right. Would not recommend. <laughs> not recommend. They are not going to give you a free a free sponsorship. Yeah, anytime. yeah. Oh, oh, God. I don't want one. I don't want one. <laughs> You'll yeah, see me yeah. next time with a bottle of Gordon's gin, just like. Just <laughs> By the way, any uh, any beer beer sponsors out here? We're uh, we're looking for. For a oh, yeah. sponsor on the podcast. Your name yeah. here. <laughs> Your name here. <laughs> Think about all the beers you will sell. Your beer will be in hand. <laughs> you, oh you, you get at least four beers out of this from all four of us. Yeah. Straight up. Straight up. Amazing. Um, all right. I guess uh, I guess it's on to me now. So um, I had the, once again, brightness. Um, I have not the same problem as Fresh, but you can barely see it. Chinky Monkey West Coast IPA. I didn't know what the West Coast stood for. Um, but I just saw it and thought it sounded inter- interesting and summary, um, which it was. To be honest, the can, on point. Oh, yeah. oh it looks like, like a nice can. Yeah, beautiful can. Yeah, yeah. like it, it's beautiful, it's colourful, you know, it makes you think of summer and mm. um, orchards and life, um, like greenery and stuff like that. It's really cool. Um, obviously, the brewery is from down south, so I love supporting locals. So that's made me feel really good while drinking it. Um <laughs> <laughs> Which it, 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 it all it all plays in it all it all <laughs> you know don't want to buy it i actually review. almost bought a victor uh victorian beer and was like no <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, all right so um yeah uh in terms of appearance so the can fantastic on point the coloring it was a lot I don't know if you guys can see or not, but it's it's very, it's very murky. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's a lot. Of, it's yeah. like that's like that's that, beer, that, beer, that beer needs to be hydrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, it looks like it, I know when, what you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's almost beard like, color. It's just my beard. Your beard color. It is. Um, it is orange. You can't really see through it. It's it's very murky, which I was. It, it is kind of every now and then you can see the swirls of the the sediment in it. Which Ooh. is a bit of a turn off. You know how like oh, when no, you, you drink. You need, you need to have shop. a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Have you ever poured a ginger beer into a glass? 
pops out of like a oh yeah there's always a little or like froth yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and when you see it it kind of just puts you off a little bit so that's yeah. that's a negative for me however I, so i'm gonna give it a one for appearance mm. yeah not a zero because i mean it looks like bs still and yeah. the can <laughs> was on point so yeah. i'm giving it a one for appearance yeah. uh in terms of taste i'm gonna give it a, t- a 10 mm-hmm uh to a 10 this beer i am loving it in fact loving it so much that you you wouldn't be able to tell but i've actually a couple of them oh (laughs) because they were going down a tree wow there you go Uh, like and that plays into drinkability which is i could do an entire sesh on these 100 percent. get me a carton the carton will cost me 90 bucks probably. Uh, but <laughs> man, I could smash these. Yeah, there you go. I mean, I have been. But uh, yeah, definitely so, recommend. Did you, so, did you do so the highest a level? An 8 and a 1. 10 19 and a 1. It's a 19. Jeez, that's amazing. I, I, dude, I'm, from your 18, I'm going to go like, I saw your, the one, the, what was it? The hazy. Hazy, hazy, hazy Sierra Nevada, yeah, yeah. Hazy yeah, little I, thing. I saw that at the bottle. I text yeah. you and I, like, oh, yeah. yeah, I saw that. Yeah, mm. I'm gonna go and get one of them. Yeah, eighteen real good. out of twenty. I'm gonna try it. Real and good. You guys <laughs> should definitely try this as well. Cheeky Monkey Brewery West Coast IPA. I really enjoyed it. I'm looking at sixty bucks a case for sixteen. That's, oh, that's not. Oh, 16, I mean, that's not, 16. Oh, yeah. 16, 16 cans. Yeah, very yeah. sneaky. Yeah. Very sneaky. Yeah. Very. Sneaky. No, but there'll be like two standard drinks, right? Hmm. Around about there. Yeah, they are. 1.9. Okay. Oh, jeez. These are only 1.3. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know. Oh, Mine's in Mexican. I'm in Spanish, so I can't read it. <laughs> Mexican. <laughs> 1.2 yeah. standards. It there says Caravaza or something. Yeah. I've, actually, I've, actually, uh, I've actually really enjoyed got the, um, the hydration bot in. And every oh, yeah. now and then it pops up and it reminds yeah, it was actually reminding me of drink beer. Yeah, it was actually yeah, me too. reminding you to drink <laughs> <That's> beer. <great. laughs> yeah, that sounds like a Homer Simpson, like a Duff ad. So definitely mm. reminding you to drink beer. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but yeah, cool, awesome guys. Well, uh, glad you beers um, or not enjoyed your colas. Maybe you should switch to beer. <laughs> no, yeah. I'll definitely do that next time. <laughs> <laughs> next podcast. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, thank you very much for uh, coming on the show, Louis and mm. Vibe. Um, mm. Shout out to their channels, guys. Uh, so yeah, do you guys want to shout yourselves out? Tell us what a bit about yeah, what yeah. you do. Tell it, yeah. Tell us about what you and do. Plug yeah, got coming up. Twitter. All right. Uh, well, I'm from uh, the best city in Australia, Melbourne. No, no, no. All joking aside. Um, yeah, I stream uh, mainly Fortnite is my main game. I do a lot of guitar and singing. It's kind of it's kind of my uh, my niche. Like I do a lot of acoustic guitar and singing, and I think Fresh and I are gonna do some duets coming up soon. I've, oh I've yes! Oh very yes. nice. Mm, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I really like talking about this kind of stuff on my channel. Maybe not this in depth, but I love talking about how you can get more out of yourself and just being full of positivity, enjoying, relax. I've got a relaxed, chill vibe. Uh, we we really like to. You know, have have a bit of banter and like very dry, sarcastic humor. Being an Australian, and I'm all about bringing people together and you know sharing and getting to know and getting to know you guys. So if you want to follow me on on my Twitch, this is a vibe with four eyes, mm-hmm. glasses. Four eyes. Don't forget. <laughs> and uh, you're more than welcome to say good day. Say from Fresher Stream, and you get some extra props. <laughs> is that actually a thing? We'll find out. We'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah. Well, I'm Louis, Twitch underscore, oh, twitch.tv forward slash Louis with two W's and two Y's. Um, graphic designer, Borderlands entrepreneur, and just fuckery artist. So stop by for a good time. Nice, nice. Good, awesome. Louis. And Woke, you may as well shout yourself out too. Cause you know, oh, yeah, good point. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I, hi, guys. I'm Mr. Woke TV. Um, I'm a bit of a variety streamer, so I play um, lots of different games. At the moment, my kind of multiplayer game Fortnite. I'm playing through The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Um, I'm playing Pokey 1, which is like a fan-made mmo with like asset rips of pokemon um of pokemon games uh and yeah i'm looking to get in so to so many more games so uh yeah tune in i uh, usually have good banter and um i'm dummy thick so mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you, know, so you want to be there and obviously you're on my channel but thanks so much um make sure you follow every one of these guys we couldn't do podcasts like this if we didn't you know it's it's not that it's not like hard to meet people for a podcast but like you need to have i think you need to have a certain temperament to be able to discuss things like this like pretty meaningful things and you guys have been amazing and thank you so much for being on here it's a true pleasure we'll definitely should do it again also definitely weirdly enough did you guys notice that the video quality like improved exponentially? Like, yeah, I just oh. realized. I was just like, that... "What the hell, man!" It yeah. went like the whole podcast, yeah, so and then better. it was just like, "Bang, the whole, better." The whole podcast, it was like dropping in and out, and yeah. like every time I like, yeah, and then right at the end, it's just funnily good. Yeah, go on, right, another podcast. <laughs> Spirituality. <laughs> All right, let's do it again. Good. Yep. All right, but yep. thank you very much, viewers of Benia. Um, we're off. Job lands. Yeah. See you guys. Thanks for having us. See you later, fam. Ciao.